Somebody do one more mic check. Can you hear me? Yep. You got check me? one, two. Good. You got me? Good. Well, welcome back, folks, to another episode of the Out of Grass podcast. Um, we're here on New Year's Eve, correct? Like yep. Charlie Robinson had a song about that. Well, that's tomorrow, Luke. Today's New Year's Eve. So you're day behind. Oh, you're day I am ahead. a day ahead. Yeah, tomorrow's New Year's Day. Are you taking off tomorrow? No. 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 Hmm. no. So, uh, you got to start the year off right, you know? I mean. Well, if so you work on the first day of the year, it means you're going to be working every day. It's probably going to be the case for the rest of the year. Well. Yeah. I work. like work, though, so. There's worse ways to serve the Lord. I, I mean, I've started them in a lot worse places before. Right. <laughs> Well, folks, we've got Luke Sprayberry on the podcast today. Uh, I'm not going to say much about him. He can kind of introduce himself. So, Luke, tell us who you are, what you do, and uh, banking information, you know, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, um, social security number. Uh, yeah. No, I, uh, I'm Luke Sprayberry. I live here in Albany, Texas. Grew up in Anson. Um, I mean, yeah, pastor Bethel Assembly, Albany. Uh, build bits and spurs. Do anything, really. I mean, I've built fence. I've. Cowboyed, I've, yeah, I'm not very good at any of it, but I kind of like to do a bunch of it, so that's kind of the gist of it, really, yeah. Right on. You're underselling him, he's kind of like the bit and spur maker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll take that, I'll, yeah. I'll take that, I'll appreciate that. So yeah. go ahead and I guess uh, some family history, because you're not the first bit and spur maker no. in the family. So yeah, my dad... Um, I want to say he started in the mid-80s, something like that. In fact, in his shop, he's got, like, two sets of bits that he made when he was probably 10 or 12, and they're, like, rebar with chain links welded <laughs> up, you know, and he was like, I mean, they're hell for ugly, but they worked, you know, and he said the horses I rode in the, the late 70s, they didn't matter what you put in their mouth. So, but, yeah, he built for probably 20 years, I'm going to say. Uh, he kind of, he was farming, he was running a bunch of wheat cattle, had a handful of cows he was taking care of, and then building bits and spurs in the middle of all that, and his deal is, <clears throat> he uh, he got tired of doing the custom stuff, and out of everything he was doing, that made about the least amount of money, so he dropped it, and he still messed with it from time to time, and in fact, I, uh, my deal is, I swore I would never build bits and spurs. Um, I hated that metal shop. I didn't like the idea of it. I saw how miserable he was in there and just how frustrated he'd get about all that stuff. And so um, I just, I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. So in fact, I, I got to where I was doing all the leather work and I enjoyed the leather work. And I went to Stephenville and, you know, I'd get in the floor of the dorm room and cut out leggings and do all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I came in. I was like, hey, I want you to build me a buckle. And he laughed at me. And I was like, no, really, like, I want you to build me a buckle. He's like, if you want a buckle, go build it. And so I did. And it was crude. And it was ugly. And I didn't even stamp it. That's how bad it was. And then once I finished it, he was like, you have to stamp it. So I stamped it over the silver and everything. And it just ruined the whole top side when I stamped the back side of it. And so, you know, lesson learned. He was like, whatever you make, always stamp. But yeah, I didn't want to do the bit and spur stuff. And then I built the buckle. And they kind of had a lot of orders off of that. You know, that was when Facebook was really in its glory days. Like, it was, like, way cooler than MySpace, but we still all had MySpace kind of thing, you know? Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I started having some buckle orders come in, and I wanted a set of spurs, and he told me the same thing. He's like, if you want them, go build it. And so uh, everybody says, man, you had a great teacher. I'm like, actually, actually, no. He would come <laughs> in, and he would pick something up, and he'd go, this, this looks terrible. And he would – run a grinder across it and just butcher it completely and he'd say, Okay, now fix it. And I'm like, Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That's kinda kinda how I got into that. Um again, growing up in Anson, man, we we farmed, we ran a lot of wheat cattle. Um 
I got out of high school, shoot, even during high school, I mean, I was running a bunch of wheat cattle myself. Um, that's just what we did. If you're a Sprayberry and Anson, man, you, you farm and you run cattle. Uh, and that's, that's what I was raised to do and bred to do. And that was the original plan for my life was to do just that. And yeah, here we are after about eight years of pastoring a church and four years of living in Albany. It's funny how the Lord works. Right. So, yeah. So you've been building fits and spurs for 10 years, yeah, roughly? Yeah, right at 10 years, maybe a little closer to 11. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I started building right before. So my wife was coaching and teaching there at Anson. Um, and, anyways, she's pregnant with our oldest girl, Maggie. And I was like, you know what? The cattle market had crashed, and there wasn't a lick of wheat in the country. And I was like, yeah, I, I can make a living doing this. And that was probably the worst things I've ever done is think I could make a living <laughs> yeah. in the spur shop. So uh, I bought a, I was working at a dad's shop and then Maggie was born. Wow. And about a year after that, um, I bought a like feet flat up 40 foot seed container, um, bought a generic like spray foam kit and attempted to spray foam it and wire it all myself. And so, um, yeah, that 40 foot container seen a lot of, a lot of life in it, but yeah, it's that's where I started. It was at my house, and so out in the backyard, and I just went to whipping on iron. So, yeah, a little over ten years now, and thank goodness I've improved. But I still got a long ways to yeah. go too. So, how long were you in the seed container? Man, um, so I was there for probably five years, um, five or six years, and then we sold our place there in Anson, and I moved over here to Albany. And a friend of mine had a shop in his backyard, and so. I moved into it, uh, was there for about a year or two, probably two years, and then moved the seed container over here and moved back into it and was there for another year and a half or two years, and now I'm now, now here. I'm here. So I don't know what to do with all the space. I'm like, Will Ferrell, you know, I, what, I, what do I do with all this room? So Aerobics. much room for activity, activities, yeah. Aerobics. So <clears throat> with that, so you've got more than just a bit in sperm maker, of course. Uh where we're sitting right now in Albany, Texas, is the shop. So the tell shop. us about this and how this was this came to be and uh, all that went into that. So, I mean, it's as dumb as it sounds. Like when I was in Anson, man, uh, I tried to talk Dad into multiple times buying a feed store. Um, and he was like, That'll, it'll never work. And he was probably right. But, man, I wanted – I just – something about um, the idea of a place – to do business, of course, but also that place where the old men drink coffee and where people make trades on grass country and cow deals, you know. And anyways, that's something that's always kind of been in me. And um, I'm not self-proclaimed, but I guess a self-proclaimed visionary. Like, I love to dream and love new ideas. And so um, a store had always been in my mind. I tried to buy a tire shop one time, which, again, terrible idea, but it would have been great. Um so it's just something that I've always kind of had in me. And uh, JW is a, a friend of mine. He's my partner in this deal. And, man, we've known each other since we were kids. And I don't know, about two years ago, we were just kind of just dreaming, I guess. And we were sitting at uh, either the Teske Show or we may have been at Heritage. And uh, we get a booth together every year. And so we're sitting there. And I was like, man, I just I don't see why it wouldn't work. And I look at Teske's. And I know, like, Michael Teske, they started in his garage swapping saddles. And so – I'm like, I don't know, I just love that small town feel of the old general store type thing and just a place for people to go and sit and be. And so um, we talked about it, and, man, timing just never worked. And then I guess about a year ago, um, 
yeah, it was like October a year ago. We were sitting at the Teskey show, and both of us were kind of like, listen, I mean, why not? You know, we've wasted more money on a Tuesday afternoon than we could start this thing off with, so let's just take a jump. And the ball kind of started rolling and uh, made a couple phone calls and then visited with uh, the people at G3 that have the beef with us. Man, they he'd ask multiple times over the last couple of years, he's like, can I put some freezers in your shop? I'm like, there's barely enough room for me in that seed container. <laughs> so um, maybe not, but so when, when we kind of had some deals going, he reached out, he's like, what's the, what's the plan? You got any ideas? And everything just began to unfold. And uh, it's funny, like um, I knew I was moving into here. And so there's a bit and spur makers page on Facebook. And I was like, Hey guys, I'm fixing to move my shop. Um, into a bigger area, y'all got any pointers on, you know, how to set it up to where you get more room out of it or whatever. And uh, Jesse Cassingham there and Benjamin, he was like, don't be in the middle of town and don't have a pool table. And I was like, I sent him a text. I was like, hey, dude, huh. so about that, um, <laughs> I literally am in the middle of town and you wouldn't happen to know of a pool table for sale, would you? He said, come get mine. I need it out. And so it's just, it's been crazy, man. It's me and JW talked a lot about it. We have not had to force anything. Um, it's just been cool to see the Lord just door after door open up and things just fall into place and man you just I don't know when things go like that you know there's going to be obstacles that's that's whatever you do in life but it just seemed like oh there's just some some provision laid out for everything to come together like it did and so here we are we opened up uh the weekend after Labor Day um because in true JW and Luke fashion like we had to be about a week late and uh yeah got rolling and here we go man it's been Full steam ahead ever since, and we're already talking what's next, you know. Right. So, yeah, it's been a cool thing. There's a group of junior high boys come play pool just about every day after school, and they'll raid the mini fridge and get after it. And there's people stop by here in the shop and visit with me in the back end, and just man, it's just it's cool. Fun. It's fun. It's fun. I mean, if all else fails, dude, there's been relationships had here and been yeah, just good stuff. So it does have that feed store feel to it, like old timey. Right. You know, it's like you can come in and just hang out, you know, not buy anything. Just yeah. know, yeah. almost <laughs> the way it is. You know, I appreciate people, that. Yeah, just show up and kill some space. Don't buy do anything. That. They just yeah. walk up and just talk and yeah. then leave. Like, well, yeah. okay. Yeah. I'm sure they'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. To pick up some bits. Look, well, if I. If I was 10 years younger, I could <laughs> yeah. use the heck out of that. Hey, you don't know how many times I hear that yeah. a week. Yeah. Let me see that knife. Yeah. When I was a kid, I had two like that. Exactly. They just come to tell stories, exactly. which is great, which yeah. is awesome. But yeah. I laughed. The, the couches up the front, me and Dub were talking at the beginning, and I was like, dude, we got to get some couches. He goes, I just I hate to see it. Because me and Dub are like two of the tightest white guys in Shackford County, you know, and he's like, I just hate to see us spend money on couches. I said, I'll buy the couches because trust me, it changes the room. It wasn't a weekend uh, after having the couches in here. I walked in, and we didn't even have the store open yet. He was stretched out on one of them. He's like, these couches are the best idea we've ever had. 30 so, bucks, too. Yeah, Heck like, of a deal. Yep, can't beat it. So, yeah, it's just a place where people can come sit. And, man, I've it's been crazy. I've talked the Lord with people and business with people and ideas and church and life and family and prayed over people in the shop and the back end, the front end. It's I don't know, man. It's just it's just cool. It's a gathering place. It is, yeah. Jinx. Jinx. <laughs> yeah, the Coke. Yeah, it's cool. <clears throat> so, with that, I mean, how much How much has it changed your day-to-day from going from being in a a private studio setting to now you're, you know, got a storefront and, I mean, clearly that's kind of, that's a night and day difference between. Yeah, it's fouled know. the whole system up 100%. Right. Um, 
my my pr production level has gone down drastically. Um, but at the same time, in the last sixty days, I've I've find, found a little bit of a rhythm uh, back here. And so, and of course, part of that's just been in a new shop. Um, I mean, if you've moved your leather shop, your leather shop, and you know that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you're doing. If you move locations, it just changes your your mm. production level for a little bit. And so. That has changed some. We're making some moves right now uh, just to have somebody up the front so I can be a little bit more productive back here. And, like, I'm in the process right now of looking for somebody to, I guess, do, like, a paid internship, you know, back here. Because there's so much of this stuff that I don't have to put my hands on, you know. Um, but at the same time, I still want everything made and produced right here in my shop, you know. And so that's sure. one of those old school things that I'm, I'm going to hold on to. I'll, I'll probably die on that hill um, just because there's something – something to, and I don't do it 100% the old school way, but, you know, I mean, still, there's something to every part being created right here, and, you know, so, um, yeah, that that's, there's been a big difference in that. One of the big things for me is my old shop was 75 yards below my house, and so, you know, if I wanted to walk up the house and have a glass of tea and a, you know, chocolate chip cookie, I could, um, that's changed a little bit for my family setting, and so we're, we're making some adjustments on that just because, man, if I can't be with my family, I don't want to do it, you know. And sure. so um, they're up here. In fact, Betsy runs this shop on Fridays, and most days after they get out of school, they're up here for a couple hours at least. And so we're, we're making some adjustments to make sure that this, this can be everything it needs to be and then still make sure everything else is what it needs to be too. So. Right. Right, because there's definitely some sacrifices to yeah, be made. absolutely. You know, give and take between all of it and balancing it out. Yeah. But, no, that's pretty neat. You know, it's, uh, I mean, like I said before, I mean, it's, it's pretty, you can't, you got to walk in and experience yourself because it, it's, you don't see it very often anymore. It's kind of a one, you know, one of a kind deal, especially in a small town like this. Yeah. But, uh, so you're also a pastor here at Bethel Assembly in yep. Albany. So kind of, if you want to, take us down that journey of, uh, you know, pastor in church and where that all began. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, like I said, that, that wasn't ever, that was never my plan. In fact, I was telling a guy this morning, I said, you know, it's funny. I used to, I'd go to the altars and I'd pray on Sundays, man, Lord, I give you my hopes and my dreams, you know. And what I was really saying is like, I give you my hopes and my dreams. So you take them and bless them and give them back to me, you there know. There you go. Um, and, and so what, I don't know. There was something that kind of shifted in my life. Again, it was, it was, um, uh, right before Maggie was born, maybe right after, um, Maggie's my oldest, she's 10 now, um, by the way, I've got Ren too, Ren's, she just turned five, and she's, uh, she's me made over, which God bless Betsy, <laughs> like, um, but You'll yeah, for that one. yeah, yeah, I mean, I prayed a stupid prayer when we went to find out the, her gender, and, uh, I was like, my favorite dude in the Bible is a guy named Beniah, and it says Benaiah chased a lion into a pit on a snowy day, and he killed it, you know, and I'm like, freaking awesome, let's go. Well, everything about Betsy's pregnancy with Ren was different than it was with Maggie, and so I was like, it's a boy, like, come right. on, Lord, and I'm sitting there, and I was like, man, I pray that this kid would just be freaking radical, like, just <laughs> a maniac for you, and that she would, that, that, this, that he, I kept referring to him, you know, as he, uh, would just be like Benaiah, just to have the spirit of Benaiah and be freaking just wild, just wild. And we walk in there, and the lady was like, she had the personality of a jelly sandwich, dude. It was terrible. <laughs> we walk in, and she was like, you're here for the gender. Yeah, like, I'm all, I know you're not having a baby, but we are. Let's find out, you know. And um, she goes, yep, heart's good, body's good. It's a girl. Congratulations. And I was like, hey, time out. I said, are you sure? 
And dude, cold hearted, she looked at me, mean mug me. She goes, I don't make mistakes. I was like, all right, <laughs> fair enough. And in that moment, I said, Lord, I meant that for a boy. And I'm sure he <laughs> laughed because Ren is just a maniac. So right. anyways, all that said, back to, yeah, circle back to that question. Um, yeah, I was, I was trying to farm. I had a little bit of farm ground leased. We'd just come off of a couple big years of turning a lot of cattle out. Um, there was a time where we had eight, ten thousand head of gain cattle turned out and a bunch of our own. We were sending two to three thousand to Colorado to put on grass every summer, and I was like, man, this is it. Um, and then, like in 09, my granddad passed away, and things kind of began to shift. You could feel a change in the tides kind of deal. Um, drought hits, 11 was bone dry, you know. Um, so, we were still trying to farm a little bit, and I was still trying to run some cows. And I, and there was a, a girl, Haley Rice, shoot, um, golly, I'm jacked up thinking about it. She gave her testimony one Wednesday night, and she said, man, Lord, I was supposed to be a coach, not a worship pastor. And at the time, she was our worship pastor there in Anson, and it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, I've been telling the Lord, I give you all this stuff, but I've just been saying I give it to you because that was the church thing to say. And Man, I slipped down at the side of the church. That y'all been to the sanctuary in Anson, oh, man. Yeah. And we had at the time we had them big old heavy wood altars down there at the front. And I slipped over at the side where the lights were the darkest, so nobody would <laughs> see me, you know. And I just I broke before the Lord, and I was like, man, I I give it to you, and I don't care what it is. Um, that next week, uh, I was plowing on some country out around Looters, and y'all know there's like no cell service around Looters, America, and. Anyways, I'm going along, and I just, I kept going back, like, man, there's something missing, there's something missing, and it just kind of hit me, like, there's more to life than what we're doing, you know, and um, I know there's got to be something bigger than just hoping it rains to have wheat country and, and all that, and so I just was questioning, like, Lord, what, what, what is this life? Like, what, what, there's got to be more, and I called Cody, and I finally got to one spot, there was a mesquite tree in one corner of this field that I don't, it was just one random tree, and you had to plow around it all the time, it was a giant pain in the butt, but you could get service right there by that tree, and man, I pulled up, and I stopped, and we had a big Ford Versatile tractor, and it was just sitting there droning behind me, you know, and I called him, and I'm like, all right, something's got to give, I don't know what it is, but there's got to be more to life, and so the door just kind of opened up, and so we had uh, we had already talked about opening the campus in Sweetwater, um, which is where Carter Evanson went, and Man, in the meantime, I stepped in and started helping on Wednesday nights when Carter left. And I, anyway, they moved me into this deal and this position and leadership and all this, and it made zero sense. And uh, Cody one day was like, all right, hop in. We were running to Albany. And so drove over here, and uh, it was kind of a crazy deal. The church that was here was struggling, and, man, they were, they were just dying. And their overseers called us and were like, hey, we want you all to step in and kind of take over and, and plant another Bethel campus. And so, yeah. Um, I'll never forget, we sat down, and Cody was like, we went through the whole church, and he was like, all right, this is where you're going. I was <laughs> like, heck, yeah, like, this is my domain now, like, you know, and I, I was, dude, I was arrogant and cocky, and I was like, I got this, I got it, um, and he sat down, and he did, like, this leadership arrow thing with me, and he's bragging on what I'm good at, he was like, man, people love you, you that you've got a great energy, you've got this, and then he starts writing something in real big letters at the top, and he was like, here's the one problem, and I was like, okay, okay, it's gonna be like, I need to, you know, work, you know, finesse a few things, and it just said cocky at the top of the paper, <laughs> and I was like, dang, and so that was the, the, the first, like, hard lesson of just leadership and, and ministry, and it's not about you, and so eight. We yeah, we celebrated eight years in September of being over here. So Gosh, crazy to think, yeah, yeah, yeah. How long, long it's been? Yeah, 
Yeah, so anyways, it feels like about two or three, but at the same time, I feel like I've been doing this for 30 years, you know? So. Yeah, because I remember when you would preach over at Anson, mm-hmm. yeah. and you always you will test in the waters, you know, <laughs> see him, and like eight years, it doesn't feel that long. No, not at all. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, Bethel's come a long way because I remember we were in the annex over at Sweetwater. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. I, we I, weren't, we didn't go there at that time, but before, you know, the, the sanctuary where it's at in Anson now, you know, where, was it the Helping Hands down the street yeah, was where the, it originally the old was? Pink church. Yeah. 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 Yes, yeah. Yeah. The Pink Church. So it's grew. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's made leaps and bounds. Yeah. It's just, it's nuts to think. Um, and I'm trying to think what the numbers were just for Easter. And I know Easter numbers are crazy. It's not about the numbers, but just the fact that so many people got to hear the gospel of Jesus that day, you know. But, I don't know, like right out of 1,000 went through the doors at Anson. And time you added up the other three campuses, it was another just shy 1,000. And so wow. it's just, or 1,500, either way. I'm like, there were 15 people in the pink church when Cody stepped in. And, yeah. you know, yes. it's grown to what it is. And, I mean, it's just crazy. Crazy what the Lord can do, and it's it's you look across the board, and you've got Carter and Carter, and he, he'll tell you he's like I'm just a hay farmer, you know, and <laughs> that's right. You got Riley, and Riley's like all I do is build fence, and I'm like I'm just a bit spur maker, and and here we are. So I right. just goes to tell you the Lord, he spoke through the mouth of a jackass in Scripture. He can continue to do it today. He did sure. it this morning through me, so it's got to work. Pretty powerful yeah. stuff, huh? Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty you cool. Bet. Yeah, y'all start pretty early over here too. Yeah, no, we're we're ten thirty. Riley, he's got to be a hard butt. Yeah, (laughs) Riley's got to be a hard butt and start at like nine. You know, my God, that's Knox County way. You know. Yeah. Well, you know they got to be done before lunch. There might be something to do, but you know, yeah, gotta get that worship out of the way. Get it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so I guess we can get into story time now. We've kind of got the gist of what Luke's Prairie does on a day to day basis. Oh, that was all pregame right there. Oh yeah, we're twenty two minutes in. We go for at least Let's two, go. three hours. Absolutely. Joe Rogan type stuff, huh? Hey, I'm a, I'm a Jocko fan, and so if Jocko has a, po- a podcast under four hours, it was too short. That's so. right. <laughs> well. So what year did you graduate high school? I got out in 2006. Golly, you're older yeah, than dude, you by a lot. By a lot. <laughs> I, dude, I, it's funny. Uh, when you reached out about sending some leggings over here, I was like, you ain't big enough to be making leggings. <laughs> yeah. And then it hit me. I'm like, oh, y'all are grown men now. Yeah. Yeah. Finally. No, he didn't mean it that way. He mean like, like you should just quit. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're a pretty small you leather worker there, bud. No, yeah, you don't no. really know nothing. <laughs> if you step foot in my building, I'm gonna. Yeah. No, we've uh, <laughs> we've known the spray. I mean, known y'all's whole family all our life, and uh, listen, Dad, tell stories about oh, BC crap. and Tommy. A little bit of he like I was like, well, Tommy could be a hero to me because I've always wanted to be. You yeah. done what he done and. And Dad, the same way, you know, he, uh, I think, I don't know how long Dad's known Tommy, a long yeah. time, I guess, but always known Luke, and thought, you guys got it going on over there in Anson. <laughs> well, we've got you fooled then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Did he ever tell you the Roy D. Mercer story? Y'all y'all know about Roy yeah. D. Oh, yeah. tapes of, like, just how big old boy are you? Yeah. yeah. Well, y'all's daddy was a big man, right? Yeah. And my dad, this was back before Colorado, and this is one of my favorite Scott O'Kelly stories. Dad had been listening to Roy D tapes. Well, he calls Scott, this before caller ID, so I remember being a kid, dad pulled the phone off the wall, you know, had the 20-foot extension (laughs) cord, you know, (laughs) and he called him up, and he starts talking in this voice, and he starts telling your dad, he was living in town at the time, Mm -hmm. and they're in Merkel, I believe, and, uh, or Trent, or wherever, anyways, and he said, uh, 
hey, my wife got some of them brand new law man <laughs> jeans, okay? And he said, they cost us $35. And he said, she had them on the clothesline, and your daddy just got a bunch of dogs that he was super proud of. Or some, anyways, along those lines. And he was like, and your dog got over here and chewed up all them law man <laughs> jeans. And he starts feeding this deal about how he's, you know, your dad owes him hundreds of dollars and da da da. I mean, just on and on and on. And your dad, he was like, wow, well, you know, I apologize about that. I hate, you know, I shoot. I'm, I'm sorry about my dog. Yeah, whatever I need to do. And my dad, he goes, you know what? In fact, I think I'll just come over there and whip you. <laughs> and he said, so just how big an old boy are you? And your dad goes, I don't stand with about 5'2 and weigh 100 and a quarter. You know? <laughs> and so, yeah, and, and that broke dad. He lost it. He started laughing. He's like, you lying son of a buck, you know? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite Scott O'Kelly stories from Dad on on back in the old day. Yeah. So I when I was I was born at Tuscola and moved to Anson with Dad, and Mom, and they worked for Mitch out here. And uh, I don't know, we lived here for a while, and I had a great great aunt that lived here in the. Uh, I'll leave them uh, government houses. Mm-hmm. Did y'all have? Did you have an aunt or something that lived there? I'm sure. I'm pretty sure probably. that was like yeah. they were best friends or something. I had to go stay with her. Yeah. But I couldn't take my backpack off when I got there. I was two years <laughs> old. Had taken that with the backpack on because I wasn't going to lose my stuff. Yeah. But no, dad worked for Mitch. And that's when, uh, I guess it's probably when I really went to, you know, two, three years old, knowing Tommy, they was always yeah. running around doing something. Yep. No, dad's got, uh, well, he don't have them no more. He had two pairs of Sprayberries that Spurge dad built, and they got stole out of a. Joe Cooper's trailer one gotcha. day. Gotcha. About right. Yeah. 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 When did y'all get out of school? 14. 14. Mm, double digits. 19. 19. 19. 20. So dumb. Yeah. yeah. I'm not old. Oh, no. Not Katie, at all. Katie no. just giggles <laughs> over there. Katie's like, sure. Well, hey, at least you don't have gray hair. I don't. I have no hair. Yeah, I have no hair. You skipped that stage. I skipped it. Dude, I got married, and I think six months later, I was like, just buzz it off. Ain't no sense in trying to keep it anymore. So, yeah. Who am I trying to impress? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But now I got out of school in 06. Um, Everybody else went to college. I went to work. I thought you said you lived in Stephenville. I did. I did. I took a little hiatus. Um, so I got a school. Went down there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was enrolled for a semester. Um, that's about all they could say. I even got one of those letters that told me I can't come back, you know. Oh. Um, but no, I got out of school in 06. And uh, we went to work. 06 was a great year. We had, golly, we had a pile of cattle turned out around Hamlin. And so that summer we leased right at 2,000 acres of farm ground up there and this will, this will tell you, yeah, just kind of what my childhood was like. I had a 95 Dodge that I'd sheared the transmission out in, and so we were sowing wheat up there at that Hamlin country, and we had like a 30-foot Great Plains drill, and that one one field was 700 acres. And so, like, our grain buggy would hold 200 bushels, something like that. Anyways, we get started sowing, and Dad shows up, and I was like, Y'all, so are you just going to drop me off every morning and come get me of an evening? And he goes, yeah, yeah, something like that. Well, by the time I make the next round, he would set my teepee up in the corner and unroll my bedroll. <laughs> and he was like, uh, he caught me, and I was like, what, what, what is I don't understand. I don't, I, don't want, I don't like this, you know. He said, don't worry, I'll put a cooler in there with a bag of ice, a loaf of bread, and some ham sandwich meat. And I was like. What do I drink? Water? What he's like? Oh no! Yeah, you get your water jug. I'm like, <laughs> and that's it? Like, how long are you gonna leave me here? He was like, I don't know. Holler if you have anything break down. 
And uh, I don't know if y'all know Lauren Goodwin, but man, it had it. Lauren lived there in Hamlin, and I called her up. I was like, "Hey, I, I'm I'm gonna need a hamburger." <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, hamburger. had it not been for her, I'm pretty sure I would have starved for about four days. Because by day two, the ice had because we don't buy good coolers, you know. It was like oh, yeah. the the twelve dollar you know foam one from the dollar store, and <laughs> the bread was soggy, the ham was floating. I was like, "Nope, I'm out." And so I just went hungry and. She took care of me for about two or three days. He showed back up, and he was like, "All right, let's let's go." And so, but that year we had we had cattle turned out everywhere, scattered all over the country, and um, that spring was good. And then that fall of '07, I went and uh, yeah, fall of '07, I guess I went and visited some buddies at Stephenville, and I was like, "These guys, they they got the life, man! Like they have got the life." And so I convinced Dad that it was for networking purposes. Uh, to go, I, I mean, I told him, I said, I'm not going to finish. I'm not. But, and, and his dad, my granddad, uh, made the deal with him. He said, you know, I'll pay for the first semester, and after that, it's on you. And so dad was like, I'll do the same deal Pop made me. And, uh, yeah, so we paid for a semester in that spring. I rolled in, and I had, it was an 01 Dodge, uh, blacked out windows, loud exhaust, easily flatbed. I was about as cool as it got in Stephenville, America, uh, in the, the spring of 08. I went to... Let's see, I went to the first class, uh, the second one, the third one, uh, I walked in, there was a girl I knew from Anson, I sat down next to her, and this professor came out, and he was like, you'll need to buy all these books, and I, my dumb butt, I didn't know, I raised my hand, I was like, what if I'm just trying college, and he goes, <laughs> you'll buy the books, I was like, raise my hand again, can I, can I borrow them from you, no, you can't borrow books from me, you have to go buy them. Is there a place to get them set? I mean, I just can't. And she's elbowing me. And she was like, shut up. And finally, he was like, you will buy the books. You do have to be here every class. You will be. And I said, I raised my hand one last time. And I said, I, I apologize. Can I go ahead and just go? And he was like, I think that's. I walked over and shook his hand. And the whole time, that girl, she was like, you're an idiot. I was like, well, I mean. Country has I'm come to town. I'm just trying this thing. Like, I'm not here for the long haul, y'all. I'm just have here mercy. to hang out. Just it's the country pimp. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just here to hang out, man. Yeah, and that's exactly what I did. I think I finished that first week of classes, um, and I didn't go back to a single one. I, th I thought I found a girl that uh, I was going to be able to marry because her family had a big ranch, and I was like, I'm going to swoop in and lock that deal in. Um, you think that, she's still single? That didn't work. <laughs> no, no, she ain't. Uh, no, that, that deal didn't work, and so I think after that, I would stay up there Monday. I'd drive into Stephenville Sunday night, and uh, I'd stay Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I would get up Thursday, and I'd usually make it back into Abilene. My older stepsister lived in Abilene, and so I'd roll in, and we'd hit guitars on Thursday night at about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. You were... You I'd were, go, you yeah. Were down the road for I, a little bit. I mean, and so uh, I'd come in. I'd work for Dad on Friday, and go out Friday night, and then I'd work for him on Saturday, and then I'd go out on Saturday night, and Sunday afternoon, I'd slip back into the Ville. So, <laughs> yeah. So how that, long did you make it down to Stephenville? Um, man, I came in spring break. So, yeah, two, two months, two and a half. Um, celebrated my 20th birthday in College Station, and then that couple weeks later, spring break hit, and uh, – they kind of ran us out, you know, and I came in and I had mono. Um, I was like physically couldn't get out of bed. Like, I mean, I was, I had just trashed my body and uh, went to the doctor and they kind of pumped me full of a bunch of stuff to get me back going. And then, yeah, 
moving forward, it was, I mean, it was all good, and I was kind of getting over the hump, and got up one Sunday morning, Dad was like, get your butt up, you're going to church with us, and I was like, correction, you are going to church, <laughs> and he didn't think that was as funny as I did, and so uh, I was informed pretty quickly to get my butt up out of, out of bed, and we're going to church, and Man, that was kind of the morning. <clears throat> I don't know what the sermon was, and I don't know what songs they sang. Cody preached the paint off the walls or whatever, and we were sitting on the next to last row because we weren't going to the Baptist church anymore, so we moved up. <laughs> and uh, I just remember, man, the Lord just wrecking my life. And I just sat there, and it's not very manly, but I just sat there weeping like I was just broken. And I realized just how, because I knew the Lord all growing up, man, and I knew I knew that I was saved and set free, and I knew the blood of Jesus was over my life, and I was going to spend eternity in heaven, but I, I wasn't living it. And so in that moment, I just was <clears throat> kind of called up and called out, you know, and um, I stayed home for about two months, and in the meantime, that's when I met Betsy, um, and then my roommate called in the end of May, and he was like, they're fixing to throw all your crap away if you don't come get it, because I lived in the <laughs> dorms, and I was like, oh, 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 my past some- life. Yeah, I, about I forgot about this past <laughs> life thing, and so, uh, kid you not, man, I, and I, like, I went, and I'd bought a Bible, and I was digging into the Word, and I mean, I was praying my butt off, I was like, I am a changed man, um, I think I made it through Lingleville, and about the time I started going through that little stretch right before you pull into Stephenville, my windows went down, and the first stop I made was the convenience store by the Piggly Wiggly, and I bought a pack of smokes, and I made a phone call. I'm like, hey, where's the party at tonight? And boom, <laughs> Bingo, just, like, just that. like that. I'm like, and they say, like, the enemy is at work, y'all. <laughs> and so, yeah, um, and anyways, that kind of the last hoorah, and um, gathered up my stuff and came home, and I was like, all right, let's, let's go. So, yeah, wasn't long after that, got engaged, got married. Tried to get rid of my wife. She wouldn't go anywhere. She's hard headed, more hard headed <laughs> than I am. Uh, yeah, and dude, we've been married since oh nine. So fourteen years. Yeah, fourteen. Yep. This spring will be fifteen. Dang so, it. yeah. My how the Lord works. So, <laughs> yeah. You might be getting a little long in the tooth. You're old enough. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. 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 Just so kidding. just kidding. Yeah. So he's a spring chicken. Uh, to answer that question, that's when I got out of high school. <laughs> yeah, shoot, I didn't know you were older than I was. Yeah. <clears throat> so, another thing, I guess, I've always been curious, I've seen it on your social media, is you re- redone your house that you live in here at Southtown, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's a big process. I mean, <coughs> I mean, I remember seeing the original, you know, photos yeah. from, what, four, five, six years ago, yep. whatever it is now. Yep. Um, the VFW. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing like a preacher living in the VFW. Come on. I mean, yeah, we, so we moved over here and that was a whole process in itself. I mean, we knew the Lord had called us here. We were pastoring the church and all our relationships were here and, um, we just knew it was, you know, like we were called to be in this community. And so we put our house up for sale and I thought it was going to be like this overnight experience, you know, like you see in the movies and it wasn't, uh, about nine months to a year later, house goes up for sale and we pack everything into um a 24-foot camper we bought like one of those go storage things i don't know and then uh we moved into a 24-foot camper so that was the year easter sunday fell on april fool's day and so we come over here that morning it was april fool's day we have easter service packed house lives changed it was amazing we go home to finish packing up the house and uh 
Betsy tells me she's pregnant. And I was like, bull crap. She was like, because she loves an April Fool's joke. That's her thing. And I was like, whatever. And she goes, no, no, I wouldn't joke about this one. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, we go to, I was like, well, let's go tell my parents. So we slip over there and Maggie goes in. I'm like, tell them the news. Maggie was like, I'm going to be a big sister. And my dad, and yeah, I, I'll just say it. He goes, you shit. <laughs> I said, no. He goes, you got to be shitting me. And I said, no. And Maggie was like, no, I'm going to be a big sister. He goes, you got to be shitting me. I said, you can keep saying that, but it's not going to change anything. And he was like, you guys, I was like, I get it. I get it. Yeah, no, we're not, you know. And so, um, anyways, we move over here, and we live in a camper for, shoot, two months. We caught the last freeze of the year in the first 100-degree day uh, in that two months. And moved into a little rent house. And, again, we thought we'd be able to find, you know, a house in 20 acres, this little fairy tale thing. And, um that doesn't exist in Albany, in case y'all are wondering, anybody out there that's listening, there's no such thing as a house and 20 acres for, you know, under 150 in Albany, Texas. So we kept looking, and we lived in that rent house for probably two months, and I'm day working all the time, and we're trying, and we're looking. We're turning over rocks trying to find a place. And the guy that we were renting a house from, him and his brother owned this old VFW. And, I mean, I'd already, because I'm a treasure hunter, like, I don't really believe in no trespassing signs. If they don't want me there, they should be there to stop me. Yeah. Um, and so I'd already bellied up in there looking for stuff, you know, and I dug through the thing. And I'm like, this would be a pretty cool little spot. And uh, anyways, I looked as like, man, there's no way. There's no way that'll work. They're probably going to want too much money for it. Well, after two years, we were like, all right, let's let's see what, you know, what's going to happen. And I went and asked them about it. And they both laughed at me. They were like, there's no way. And, of course, we did the same thing. We remodeled the house in Anson that my great-granddad had built. And when we bought it, my father-in-law, Steve, he was like, you'll never finish. And when we moved out of it, he was like, huh, you surprised me. So <laughs> yeah. when we, we looked at the VFW, you know, the doors were wide open. Uh, Coons had taken up, you know, homestead in there. And, uh, yeah, it was, I mean, it was a full-on, like, just a disaster. And, yeah, pulled the trigger on it and bought it and, I think it took us a little over a year to remodel it, and uh, yeah, it's still got a long ways to go, but a friend of mine, every time he walks in, he's like, the dartboard, the line for the dartboard was about right here, <laughs> you know? Um, a good friend of mine the other day, the, the only thing we kept out of the house was the cedar mantle, because under the bottom, you could see where people put their cigarettes out on it, you know, Heck and yeah. among other uh, smoking products that you might find in a VFW. Um, but, yeah, this buddy of mine, he walked in because he was looking at the fireplace we put in, and he was like, huh, I peed in that fireplace one time. <laughs> Heck, yeah. I was like, well, that's, that's great. Thanks, that is, man. Thank you. I need thank to never you, use that again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, about roasting marshmallows in there. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I'm good. Betsy, you know what? We'll get them bricks going and yeah. just get rid of we're this. Gonna, yeah, we're going to go ahead and do away with it. But, uh, yeah, man, it, it's been funny. Um, we'd been there, I don't know, a month or two maybe, and uh, we're having my little girl's birthday party, and all these cars are in the driveway, and big old circle drive, and uh, this guy pulls up in like a 93 Chevy extended cab, just beat plumb to heck, windows knocked out of it, duct taped up with his dog hanging out the side window, and he's like, he steps out just uh, slightly inebriated, he was like, hey, man, what's up, dude? <laughs> he's like, uh, I come for a beer, you got any cold beer in there? And I was like, no, no. And he laughed now. at me. He goes, no, really? And I was like, no, really? He's like, huh, no, really? Is there a cold beer in there? I was like, no, there's not any cold beer in there. <laughs> he goes, 
okay, well, what, like a whiskey? So I'm like, this is not the, it's not the VFW anymore. It's my house. He goes, well, I was here like two years ago. I said, I don't, I don't think so, man, because I was, I had it gutted out two years ago, yeah. and he was yeah. like, well, it was like 2004. I said, yeah, it's like 2021. <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah, yeah. So, do you have any beer in there? And I was like, I, we're having my, I said, we're having my little girl's birthday party. He goes, and and no beer. I was like, you're, dude, I can offer you like a glass of tea maybe, but he was like, yeah, that's not as much fun. Got in his pickup and drove off. I was like, huh. Well, these guys don't party. <laughs> welcome, yeah. yeah, yeah. Welcome to the VFW. Have your birthday party at the VFW, and <laughs> yeah, you yeah. don't serve beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. Bunch of fun haters. So, yeah, Luke, you were the one who was in the wrong there. Yeah, that, that, that poor guy. We need I mean, to find that guy and apologize. I, yeah, apologize. You know, I mean, he was kind of at a place. I'm pretty sure he'd give me a hundred dollar bill for a case of beer that day. So, might oh, need to uh, just start. So you might out. need to start keeping one on hand yeah. just for yeah. such an occasion. Yeah, I've been there. I do like those days. You know, somebody, I need a beer. Well, it'd be a hundred bucks. Yeah, All right. yeah, yeah. I laughed at my dad one time. We were somewhere and everybody kept offering him a beer. He was like, "No, but I'll take a dollar." And they just looked at him. He was like, "How much is that case of beer?" And they're like, "About thirty bucks for a case of it." And he was like, "I'll take a dollar." You know, and they right. they never the math didn't line up <laughs> for them because they weren't in the state to do math, but. You know, yeah. <laughs> Charge whatever you want to if somebody wants it bad enough, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, the old VFW, that's been a that's been a fun, fun project. I, I said this a bunch of times before we, even after we moved into it, I'm like, I should have burnt this thing down. <laughs> like, uh, there's an episode in The Office. Y'all, do y'all watch The Office? Oh, yeah. If you don't, you should. So, uh, I saw a yearbook quote that said The Office season whatever, episode whatever, and the timestamp. And it was the part where Michael should've. Scott's like, I should have burnt this place down when I had the chance. <laughs> yeah. And that was my mantra for most of the time, building that house. Do you have so. a flagpole in front of your house? No, no, we don't. If I need one. Yeah. Fly the flags. People know this is the VFW. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was one. I was like, let's let's do away with the flagpole. And yeah. Just we're, at the we're missing a vital part of uh, Luke Spurray's life. And it's pretty recent. And it's nothing bad. It's just uh, a time on Facebook where – um, you got me real nervous right somebody now. Somebody traded was trading pickups like every other week. Oh man! Like hey. I'll preface this by saying the pickup Luke drives right now, short bed, three quarter ton Ford. It's a Luke Sprayberry pickup. Luke Sprayberry pickup <laughs> might be a Planter Jane pickup, might be a fancy pickup. Good rims and tires, and it's probably you know go swap it. I don't know how many brown four door Chevrolet pickups I've seen Luke swap. You know, <laughs> in the past what five, six, seven it's years. It's a problem, y'all. It's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, every time you get on Facebook, yeah, I got a 2002 Chevrolet gas pickup. I'd like yep. to swap on a Dodge. <laughs> yep. Or trailers. Or trailers. Yeah, or trailers. Yeah. The um, best is one day, oh, I don't know, I was in high school, but y'all had some cattle turned out over at Noodle. My dad was driving a four-door Dodge Dooley, that green half top. And he's got a trailer and a horse in the front of that trailer, and the back gates are open. And he is cruising. <laughs> Down the road. That's well, the Sprayberry special yeah, right there, in I case said. you were wondering. Dad yeah. said, if, that was, if BC wasn't alive, you'd think BC was driving that yeah. pickup. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Cruise down the road with old trailer gates open. We, uh, we called my granddad the portable wing. So he had a, an 06 Chevrolet, and he had a 28-foot easily three-quarter top. <clears throat> and the back, he had butterfly back gates on it. And those things, they never closed. They wasn't slam latches either. They, he wanted the drop pins, you know, like – he wanted to know that, that it was dropped. I'm I like, did it. Maybe I, so if we had the spring latches, like when you rounded the curve or something, they would slam shut well, since you left them open, you know. But 
yeah, we'd take off across those wheat fields, and we always, I mean, half of those wheat places, you know, it's just portable pins, and so he would be out there in that pickup and trailer. I'm talking running freaking nine oh Jack, and he he was just wing, just the wing. Everywhere we needed a wing, he was the wing, and so it was kind of the fine line of you either stayed out of the way or you just fell in there with him. But yeah, most of the places he went, uh, back gates were open, and in fact, there was a picture that popped up in Facebook memories. Dad. After my granddad had passed away, dad was hooked up to that trailer, and he was parked in the middle of the dirt road, both back gates <laughs> wide open, you know. And I, I snapped a picture, and I'm like, that's, yep, if anybody ever wonders, this is where it happened. Yeah. So, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, the pickup thing, my wife says it's a problem. She's actually had a car for like a year and a half now, but I'm, don't worry, it's, I'm oh fixing the trade off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a thing. Uh, when we got, I guess when Maggie was born, I had a 99 single cab Dodge, and I drove, uh, I had an 06 Dually, and the front end was going out in it, so, you know, instead of working on it, you trade it off, that's what you do, so I drove it to Oklahoma, um, I remember crossing the Red River, and it did the death wobble on me, and I was like, oh, this is where you die, this <laughs> yeah, is it, you is know, it. Um, I, bought, I bought an 04 four-door short bed, and this kid had put a leveling kit on it, it was sweet, and, you know, the little kid in me was like, this is the coolest thing ever, <laughs> um, and we sold her car, and I was like, this is what you drive now. <laughs> And she looked at me with a car seat next to her, and she was like, huh, no. I was like, yeah, yeah. So she, uh, she was driving that, that 04. You know, it was level. I mean, it was, big, it was a long ways off the ground. And I remember watching her struggle to get this car seat up in there, and I'm like, dang, you're a jerk, dude. You're a jerk. <laughs> Betsy, you have but to get stronger to get that I was car like, seat you're up gonna there. Need to, I was like, you have to get strong because that one's staying. Yeah, and then about six months later, now I don't even know if that's lo- that long, swap that one off and – I laughed. Somebody asked me the other day, they said, how many have you had? And I was like, I don't, I'm not going to try to yeah. count because it's just, it's a problem. It's a problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Most of the time, never worry about getting the title in your name either. No, in fact, most of the guys that I would sell them to, uh, because we, I mean, they knew where they could come to find, you know, a old gas pickup. pickup. Yeah, run around pickup. Uh, I got a bunch of, uh, oh, shoot, what are those, the, where you got to pay to travel those roads? What toll the toll, toll roads, yeah. I got a deal, and it was like 150 bucks from this guy that lives around Decatur, and I called him. I was like, hey, Gabe, um, yeah, I'm going to need you to register that pickup. He was like, what do you right. mean? I was like, that or you can send me a check. He was like, I'll send you a check. I don't want to register it yet. So, and he had it in a year, you know, yeah. and so he's like, just let me know when the next ones are due. But, yeah, yeah, the pickup trades, that's always fun, and I don't know. It's kind of hard to do it anymore. Yeah, it's not as much fun anymore. No. Because everybody thinks that they're pickup traders when really. And they're worth three times what they've got them for. Yeah. Yeah, everybody thinks they can swap them out. But on on that note, uh, if anybody's looking for a 2010 F-250 gas pickup, just happen to know where one's at. You're always ready for something else. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Long bed. There's there's some some things going on with it. But, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It runs up down the road. Yeah, it runs up down the road. Maybe a burnt valve or two. Yeah, it'll go. I was laughing the other day. We're driving down the road, and it kept saying that the driver's door was open. We're running about 35 or 40, and I'm over there slamming the door. Maggie was like, what are you doing? I was like, it's not going to stop dinging until I slam the door shut. You know, so, yeah. Yeah, but, oh, well, that's a sacrifice. Yeah, I'll drive the old junky stuff. I don't use one anymore anyway, so I'd like to say I'm some super big cowboy, and I need new pickups and trailers, but. It's, yeah. Even the best, they drive the old stuff. Yeah. You want it barely held together? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tear it up anyways. The newest one I ever had, <coughs> I bought the day we got married. Um, had like 20,000 miles on it. She was getting ready for a wedding, and I was at the dealership. And so 
That was probably not a good way to start it, <laughs> by the way. If you're fixing to get married or whatever, think about that. But, um, yeah, I bought. I rolled up to get ready, and I was like, ha, I got a new pickup. This is great. <laughs> um, that weekend, we got stuck in a hailstorm in Fort Worth, uh, beat it up. And then that fall, no, that summer, uh, Jack Knife trailer caved in both corners of the bed, crossing a, a bar ditch. That fall, it snowed, slid off the ditch, cleated the entire driver's side of it up, caved in the front fender. After that, I was like, I'm just not. Not, so, not a new one again. No. Nope. So, but yeah, I tell everybody the worst mistake I ever made was the day I got married. It wasn't getting married, but it was the pickup deal for sure. <laughs> yeah, so, made some pretty bad yeah, decisions that made, day. Yeah, <laughs> bad decisions. But yeah, I don't know. Fun times. Uh, got a pickup. Had something on my mind, but I can't think. Any interesting stories? That anything new? Anything fun? You're like, you know, make this one unique. You know, like there's a neat story you just got to tell. Shoot. I don't know. <laughs> um, go ahead. Just before I forget, this is a note. We have not talked about the VT story on the podcast, have we? No, I don't. Okay, uh, maybe. Okay, we, we won't put it on this one. But I just had to think. I mental note, and I'll have the proof what of, story? The V. It's a story <sighs> it's about a, you. Might, you might story. have to. Te- you might have to tell it now. It's a story. Okay, I'm all ears. Okay, so good. I'll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jake probably doesn't tell it. I, I'm on a stage. He's like, I'm out. I'm yeah, not getting so in on this. I guess we'll tell it here. Tom bought it. Tom, bought, Tom buys a sewing machine at uh, Brownwood. So we, uh, me, him, and Jack run down there to go get it. Anyways, there's no service in Brownwood if you have Verizon. So we're driving around for a little while, waiting to get service. We can call them people. We go get it. Coming to Brownwood, there's a lot of red lights. Mm-hmm. You, know, you go by Underwoods and all yep. that. We're going through town towards early. We bust to you. We're coming back. Chipley's Donuts is on the corner. The next corner, there's a laundromat. It's called the Village Tub Laundromat. Jack is with us. We go about three red lights farther, and Tom goes, Jack, I did not know you had a laundromat in town. (laughs) And Jack goes, what are you talking about? He says, aren't you the Village Tub? (laughs) (laughs) No, we had a – that was – I can't remember if that was in the – was that that was like in the winter time because it was cold when we went down yeah, there. Yeah, it was. That was like no, it was the fall because no. wasn't it a couple weeks later we went to Lubbock. Oh yeah, that was a that's a story that's not yeah we that's not that. for this podcast. It was, a, it was a pretty rough day. <laughs> for Jack. That, that that was a rough couple of weeks <laughs> yeah, well, for Jack. Oh, hurting a little bit. Yeah, I'm glad you listen to that. Yeah, I'm glad you found that somewhat funny because there's folks we tell that story to. Some, I mean, just die laughing. It goes laughing. over their head. And yeah. then some of them can't pick up on it. Like, you know, it's like you're making it like a fat joke. It's just, you know, something yeah, funny. Yeah, poke yeah. fun. But I mean, fun, but not mean in a mean way. And like when, when it first in a brother happened, way, yeah. When it first happened, you know. He was not laughing I, about it. No, I was not. He was, was not very funny. upset. Yeah. But at, as it's been told, it is funny. It's, oh, yeah. I mean, that, that's it's funny. funnier every I'm time I am going to rank that in my top three or four jokes I've ever told in my lifetime. Yeah. At my funeral, I want that told. You know, Tom. Tom was funny, believe it or not. Yeah. He might have been rude, you know, kind of, you know. Borderline, yeah. Yeah, but he's funny. I had a, a moment the other day. My deal is I, I hate when I get in my pickup after something happened and I, rem- I think of what I should have said in a yes. moment. <clears throat> the other day I was walking out of the post office and I saw this guy walking up and 
he had his head down, so I just stepped through the door, and I held it open for him, and he's an older guy, super nice, you know, and he, uh, he looked up, he goes, where did you come from? And I was like, ha, ha, ha. And it, I just kind of blanked. I didn't, I, uh, you know, I didn't know what to say. I'm like over here with my hands in the air, and I get in the pickup, and I was like, dang, I should have been like, I come from a land down under, you know, like. <laughs> and it, so I'm sitting in the pickup, laughing at myself, and then I look over, and these people are watching me laugh at myself, and I'm like, you idiot, golly. <laughs> yeah. But I hate those missed opportunities. And so when you nail yeah. those, dude, you gotta, you gotta mark them as top, top ten stories, you know. Yeah. One of the best ones. Uh, I, I missed out on talking about that. I want to say it was one of our cousins was put on Snapchat. She was painting a room. Well, I didn't think nothing of it. And I was telling mom about it, like, hey, she's doing something. I come come up a conversation, and she's like, you know what you should have done? You should have said, hey, you putting your makeup on. And I was like, of course it didn't like, cross. <laughs> like, what does that mean? And I got to think, I'm like, oh, that'll burn her so yeah, bad. Like, that yeah. the best. That'd hurt her feelings. Yeah. Oh yeah, she yeah she'd have, she'd have cried over it. We yeah. Uh, one of the first times I was working with some guys over here, we're bringing a handful of calves for a guy, and they were just little old baby calves, and. He, anyways, we've got this calf stretched out, and he's trying to cut this little bull. And he goes, man, those things are tiny, and I just took that <laughs> opportunity to go, that's what she, she said. said yes. <laughs> and he looked at me like, and he he was trying to be Mr. Macho Cowboy Hard Butt, and I was like, <laughs> you know, I'm sitting here, I was like, yeah, like, I got it, you know? Yeah. And he goes, that's that's not appropriate. <laughs> now, this guy's super foul mouth, and I was like, <laughs> time okay. out there, that chief. Surprises me, yeah. yeah, and so he was like, I was like, wait, the preacher can't make a little off-color right. joke? He's like, nope. Well, then, as we got to know each other. Sorry, you know, human. I, you know, yeah, exactly. And so I would use them on and on and on, and oh, finally, yeah. by the time, he was like, okay, they're, they're kind of funny. I'm like, <laughs> they're always funny. Oh, just, yeah. The office is rooted for yeah. us, because every time we have supper together, there's at least 10, at least five yeah. or six of, you know. Yeah. Yeah, the best one I've ever heard, you know, that really made sense. I mean, oh man, we're we're at high school. I'm a junior. We're at a golf. We're at the district golf tournament at Sweetwater at the lake. <laughs> Good friend, also a, fa- a a family member of ours. They're taking pictures by the pro or the clubhouse, and uh, the the principal or superintendent's there. Like, hey, you know, we're getting everybody to line up. <laughs> this kid will remain nameless. He said, hey, I need a guy on both ends of this. And then he goes out. That's what she said. And, of course, everybody is close enough to hear it. I mean, <laughs> the superintendent turns beet red. I mean, just glaring. Say? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, there's there's a lot of moments in life where I say things. In fact, I did re- pretty good today, didn't I, Katie? Like, I stopped myself three or four times in the sermon yeah. today because – I, I get rolling. Make and it I, a joke. Yeah, or, or and right. Like, not, I was trying not to. Anyways, yeah. That's that's one of those things. I, like, I'm saved, but sometimes my mouth isn't, you know. Right. It's a, it's a struggle. And then I get on a roll, and I kind of want to tell people you suck sometimes. Because people do suck. I suck sometimes. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting better at, like, stopping that. But then the, the little 13-year-old juvenile thoughts. boy in me is like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. yeah and I just, yeah. there it's it goes. It's hard to pass up on good humor, though. Yeah. You know? You yep. know, uh, whatever age you are, you know, a joke comes by, you're 14, 15 years old, you're like, boom. You they just fly. hit a little oh, better. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Even the worst, like, is if you, even if you can't say anything or act on that joke, or if you heard something funny, you got to look at somebody like yep. Sid Dorley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. you get that? There, yeah. it's, I saw a deal the other day. It said, if, if there's ever <laughs> a serious moment in the room, don't look at me. Exactly. And, and I've got some people that, like, 
I can't. I I just I will literally turn my chair away from them, you know, because I'm like, if I look at them, I'm gonna. I can't. I can't right. keep it together. And no. so, you gotta have people like that in your life, though. Anybody that's not having fun in life, they need to lighten the heck up. Cause oh yeah, yeah, do yeah. You do any skits while you're preaching? Skits? Yeah, you remember Cody would do little skits. Cody sometimes. does a lot of things that I don't do know that I want to do. Cody hit Cheryl Ross in the face. I was just going to say that. That's the best. Watch out, Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then he just teed up another yeah, one and chipped it right try, back. Try he was like, try again. That's why we're preaching on mulligans. Yeah. And I'm like, you just smoked her in the forehead with a plastic golf ball. Yeah, you all right, Cheryl? You all right, Cheryl? Whap! Knocked another one back there. Dude, uh, well, there was one Sunday he come in in like a horse costume or something. I don't know. I don't I don't skid it up just a whole lot. Um, no, uh, it's not for everybody. We love Cody. Uh Luke, I really don't want you to start dressing like you're wanting to live in Colorado and yeah. grow your beard out. <laughs> Patag- Patagonia it up, yeah. yeah. Come yeah. in with 72 wrist bracelets <laughs> on, you know. I love that. I think that's one of my favorite things about him is, like, he just has zero craps given don't about he is, anything. He is happy with himself. And, I, like, I want – I aspire to be that, like, carefree. But then there's some days I'm like, I just mm, – I don't know. Can't make yourself do it. I don't you know. know. Right. He used to wear the horn rim glasses, white pearl snap shirt, yeah. 501s, yep. snip-toed boots. Yep. That out the door. Yeah, made yeah. a trip to Colorado one, and identifies with them. Forerunner. In one week, yeah. he changed. Like He got rid of every pearl snap he ever owned. Now they're coming back. Have y'all, do y'all see the ones with the fighting roosters? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's his go-to. He loves the one. He's like, right. a smoke cock fighting shirt. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> killing me. Oh, but, yeah, the, the popping. And now, I mean, he's been – Y'all, y'all don't, probably don't remember this. There was a time where he got all his clothes like the buckle, um, yes. and had frosted tips, <laughs> legit like frosted tips in his hair, and just a Timberland never type tucked stuff. his shirt in. Like, and, and you know Billy Lamb, he's all paisley flowers yeah. up, you know, and got the. Of course, Tina dresses Billy, so yeah, that, that's part of nice it. Yeah, like, she's like, you're gonna, you're gonna look nice. This is what you're wearing. He's like, okay, Dina, and uh, <laughs> but yeah. So Cody, that was that was the whole deal. I remember that phase, and then there was the back to cowboy, and then there was the you know the Patagonia and the mountain climber. And then it was running. Then it was the I for, y'all forgot the bike. He he rode the bike for a while. Um, <laughs> shoot. Uh, Oh my god. He's a trendsetter. Cowboy preacher, yeah. biker, hiker. He, he's, like, he's like, what is it, cowboy hippie type thing yeah. in the yeah. mix? And and he does it well. And it's crazy because I see people that they go to church over there for a little while and they're all of a sudden like you're starting to, you know, don't dress like him because he's fixing to change. I promise you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. But I I, I love that. Yeah. He he just kind of does whatever. Cody does Cody. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Yep. I'll tell you one. This is a, it's a good funny story to tell about Cody. It goes. In, it was a sermon one time, and he's talking about a dream he had. Him and I can't remember exactly the circumstances, but I can remember this: is him and Tess Edmondson have both died. I don't know how, but they're standing. They're going up the stairways to the pearly gates. They have it's a long walk up there. Well, him and Tess are, are walking up there, and it's a, like I said, long ways. Well, Cody gets tired, and Tess is like, "Hey, Cody, don't worry." I'll pick you back up the rest of the way because we're not mo- we're not too much further. Well, they get up there to the gates and uh, St. <laughs> Peter says, "Hey, Cody, come on in. Hit your mule up over there. Come on in." <laughs> he so that one, he'll pull that one out. Like we'll work those walks or something. They have a deal. Yeah. It's called you know like true stories, which yeah, is nothing yeah. but giant lies. 
And, uh, you know, we're leading all these men to Jesus, but we're going to stop and tell a lie about somebody yeah. right quick. Um, but, yeah, he'll always be like, yeah, me and old so-and-so is going up here, and St. Peter should tie your ass up over there and come on in, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. I've got one of those. So I went on a chrysalis at, at, uh, at Looters, gosh, you were 16. That would be 15 or 16. I can't remember. I remember the walk, walk number 19. But, anyway, to tell a true story there in the cafeteria. And uh, so whatever the river runs up right behind the – the camp and uh whatever it was they were, they were getting ready for a walk or something to come you know get ready for and well it just rained a bunch so the river's up real real high and they and they're in this pickup and there's not enough room for everybody to ride in the cab so there's some guys riding around in the back in the bed so they try to cross the river well the pickup bottoms out or whatever and they're floating well <laughs> everybody bails out of the cab and uh well they can't find two guys to ride in the bed we think, well, they drowned or something. Yeah. Well, they come up about 10 minutes later. They said, where were you at? They said, could you get the dang tailgate open to get out? <laughs> <laughs> and in Looters, that's a, yeah. yep, I'm, that's where I'm going to stop. <laughs> 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 oh, crud. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anything else? We're sitting about an hour, and I don't really want to make it all organic. We're not going to push on things for yeah. questions or whatnot, so. No, I, I mean, shoot, I don't know. Um Oh, what else you want to know? Oh, you got some stuff in Teskies, right? Yeah, oh, that's yeah. That's been, a, about that. that's been a cool thing. Um, Bryce Burdick, and he's become a good friend of mine. And uh, Betsy and I, we, we don't vacation. We're not vacation people, but we'll slip off to Weatherford for a day or two just because it's close enough to home but oh, far yeah. enough to get away. And um, we'd been up there a day or two, and <clears throat> I went in there and – just was visiting with Bryce, and I looked up, and here's Kerry Kelly's name on the wall, and Troy Flaherty, and and uh, I think Jerry Gazelle. They just put his his logo deal up on the wall, and me being a smart aleck, I popped off to Bryce. I'm like, I don't got my name on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, just start building stuff, and I was like, <laughs> oh, like re- like really, really? And he's like, yeah, come on with it. And so, um, yeah, I, I need. I'm I'm in the process of building more. In fact. Every bit that you see on the table right here that's started and the ones that are over here that are half going, um, yeah, they're all headed to Teskies. And, man, that's been a that's been a cool deal. I've, I've gotten a lot of ridicule about it, honestly. Um, you know, it's funny. I mean, you look at some of these guys like Kerry Kelly. I mean, I was one of them that I was like, I won't buy any of that stuff now that he's producing or whatever. But, man, he found a lane, and he just went with it. And I think – I think in the cowboy world especially, we're very, I don't know, arrogant in our mindset. If, if it's not this way, then it's, it's wrong. It's not right. Yeah, and so, exactly. um, like I've had a guy, the way I weld my spur shanks on now, it's, it's a very gradual flow instead of the hard grind and the corner like, like Dad did and a bunch of the older ones. And so they have a, a one-piece kind of look but they're welded shanks and I, I legit had a guy like get crappy with me on Facebook about well if you're not well if you're not forge welding them if that's not a one piece then you shouldn't make them look like that and I'm like well that's that's just that's how I like the style and so it's just we get very one track minded that if it's not like this if you don't do it like Billy Clapper did then it's wrong well I, I love and respect Billy like he's done great stuff but I want to I want to be me you know and so same way on the Teskies deal um Several people that I told, I was like, hey, I've got an opportunity to put some stuff in Teskies. And, I mean, they flat out were like, don't, you're ruining your career. You're ruining it. And 
in my mind, I'm like, if that's ruining it, then like buy it. let's ruin it all the way because let's make some money ruining again, it. Again, like I, I mean, and not to like fangirl over him, but dude, Michael Teske started in his garage, y'all, and that place is an empire. It and is. <clears throat> you know, and like it's setting things up for his family. And I think that's something that's hitting me and, and y'all are making fun of me being old, but I mean, I am, I don't know, 35, five or six or so, I don't know. Anyways, 35-ish, something like that. Anyways, um, it's hit me that, like, one day my hands are going to quit. And right. I don't know. I, my biggest fear in life, honestly, is, is getting old. And that, that sounds very vain. And, and Betsy's always getting on to me. She's like, don't be afraid of getting old, but I'm terrified of it, y'all. Yes. Like, yeah. it, it scares me because I've always been able to do whatever I wanted to do and change and jump off stuff and it didn't matter you know how rough they trotted it didn't bother me you know and and I I just I fear getting old because I haven't done a very good job of preparing things for my family after I'm gone you know I mean aside from like a life insurance policy but that's that's whatever but I want to build something you know um and that's part of the shop is like I want to build something that I don't like I I hope my girls do their thing if they want to pick this up if they want to get into the arts, if they want to get into the silver stuff, like, more power to them. But I want to build something that if they want to cash out and go chase their dream, they can do that. And the fact is, as long as I'm limiting myself to what little I can build, then I'm not building an empire. I'm building a name. Mm-hmm. And that name is going to die with me. And I don't want to be like Adolph Byers that my stuff has value after I die. Right. I, you know, um, I've had my dad made the comment. He was like, maybe one day when I die, all this stuff will be worth something, you know. And so my deal now is I would rather see value today so that I can potentially build off of it. Yes. And, yeah. and you know, and if Teskis is the, is the avenue that needs to go, then – so be it. I mean, um, I'm I'm proud to say that I've hitched my wagon to theirs because they they're great people. They they're honest. They're hard workers. They are not scared to take some risk. Um, that's kind of you know G three, which is Dusty and Jody Grun at a at a Coleman. I don't know if y'all know them, mm-hmm. but man, great people. And and I've hitched my wagon to theirs, and they've hitched ours theirs to us. And I think when we do that, we're, we're reminded more that we are in this thing together, honestly, you know. And so when we start tying wagons together, we become a little stronger and a little dusty has pushed me a bunch. He's a he's a risk taker. Um, I'll tell his story. He had some guys show up at his. He bought Coleman or, uh, Hall's processing in mm-hmm. Coleman and a friend of his showed up with some guys and they all get out and they're black suits and black SUV and uh, they were all very black skinned as well and he was like what in the world is going on well it turns out they were from ghana africa and they toured the the processing plan over there and they were like um are you busy the next three days and he was like well, i mean yeah kinda right they said would you hop a plane with us and fly to africa because we have some uh, some options and some opportunities for you and so because of that like he said yes he was like sure so he hopped a little like Six-seater plane flies to Ghana, Africa. Um, they're in the process of building a, a processing plant over there. Um, they've leased a bunch of bunch of country for like 99 years and then option to renew with his kid. And so he's a risk taker. And because of that, um, and, and Katie will probably laugh because Betsy, just in the last day or two, uh, she's been like, hey. And I even had a moment where I'm like, I got to get my feet back on the ground a little bit because I'm, I'm starting to float a little too far forward. But... Man, 
Katie and I were working on some stuff up here at the shop the other day, and I was like, what if we did this and this and this and this and this, right. and we could just go ahead and do this, and we could buy this, and we could open that. And, and so just the presence of a couple different people in my life have spurred me on, and I think pushed that's, you. yeah, they just right. push me, and, and that's the Teskies deal has done that. It's, it's helped me elevate because now, and not to say that I would ever halfway do anything, but, you know, sometimes you finish something and there's a blemish that shows up at the very end, and you're like, okay, to fix that, you go back five steps and restart. And now, whereas I would send that out and just say, hey, it's got a blemish now, I know there's going to be a world of people that are going to handle this stuff. And so it's elevated my craftsmanship. Um, it's elevated my, my business mind. Um, it's also elevated just my, my desire to connect with people, you know? Sure. Um, and so you, the Teskies deal has been a big, big thing in my life and for my family. And it's already opened some crazy doors. And, man, that's, that's kind of the, the direction that I'm wanting to move in, in my business stuff. Is uh <clears throat> excuse me? Is I want to? I don't know. It sounds corny to say, but like brand myself in a way right, that you have to. Um, yes. You know, someday again that when I die, the value's already there. It doesn't show up after after the fact. You know, so I don't it's know. It's probably gonna go up though. Yeah, I hope it does. You know, I hope uh, it does. You know, this is the shop is neat, but uh, getting over there in Weatherford in Teskies, that's that's a whole. That's another animal. Yeah. You don't know how neat it was to see that when you finally are posted and things like you know. It's, like, it's I neat. know that guy. You know, <laughs> right. you know, on a somewhat personal level, like man, you yeah. get to see him. He's doing things like that, and I mean, you think about it. Maybe part of it, if it's makers, I don't know. You know, you can walk into Teskies. I can walk in the day. Uh, shoot, I can get Luke built me one of them. I ain't got to go buy from <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, I <laughs> know him. You know, I know him. Yeah. You know, the deal is like, I mean, it's probably a, a sense of jealousy, I would think, you know, between like makers or, or, or whoever it may That's be. That's what I you think know, is a lot of times, yeah. though they say, well, he's doing this and it's wrong. Well, they're just going, why couldn't it have been me? Sure. So you're sitting there going, well, I'm doing it. Yeah. And that's, that's the well, thing. It's like everything, man. You've got, you've got multiple different classes within the makers world. You've got those guys that, man, they're, they're rooting for you. It doesn't right. matter. Um, man, I, me and Clay Veal have got to be good friends and funny. Uh, I was visiting with him one day, and he was like, can I just ask you a really dumb question? I was like, yeah. And he was like, how do I say your name? And I was like, Sp he goes, is it Sprawberry, Sprayberry, or Sprayberry? And I was like, it's Sprayberry. I said, I'm glad you asked, because I got no clue how to say yours. He was like, Vigil. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, but yeah, like, it, it's been neat. Um, there's several guys that, I mean, Reed Jones, he and I visit a bunch. There's, there's just some guys out there that are great makers that, you know, it, we're all on the all same on team. team. We yep. just we all find our different avenues and want to go. But then there's, I mean, there's some. Again, it's just like everything else that, yeah, it, it just is what it is. But I, I love that you can have some community within the community. Sure. You know, so because again, it should spur us on. But well, I've read. I was reading something a while ago about you know it was more of a, a philosophical take on makers and the arts and whatnot. And so the competition happens at the bottom. You know, the guys at the top are not. You know, in competition of each other, right. it's a, it's a. Guys making names for themselves. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know, the top makers, or say the top makers, the guys that have been there a long time, and you know, veterans of it, are probably have close friendships with with the other makers that are at that level. It's not a, it's not a competition to yeah. them like it is at the bottom. You know, undercutting somebody or or dogging somebody else's work. Well, you know, there at the Heritage last year, we're sitting behind uh, who was uh, Marion Turner. Marion Turner, yeah. <laughs> You're across the way. Marion Turner's just one of the nicest guys oh, in the yeah. world. I mean, you talk about big rascal too. Yeah, no. he towers over some people. But uh, 
you're sitting there going, you hear him talk, you're like, well, there's no ill. Like, you know, as many people there are like thinking, well, everybody's in competition. Well, you're not. You're just. No. Yeah. Everybody's got their style. Trading. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh, and he's one of the coolest. I mean, just a yeah. super nice guy. Yeah. Now, yeah. the gambler next to him got on my nerves sometimes. <laughs> you know what Cal I'm talking Pers- about? The guy that was next yeah. to him in the. Uh, Barry? Cowpers yeah. and Tack. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, I know you're talking oh, about. Oh, you're talking about yeah. the traitor. Oh, no, you're side. talking about the traitor. I'm, no, I'm Barry's about, all right. Yeah. talking about old Barry. Barry has become. Dude, Barry is one of those guys. Big old that, mustache. Yes, right, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Barry Glory is one of those guys that he is. He spurred me on because I called him one day oh, and I said, uh, I said, Barry, he said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm trying to figure out my shop, Bill. And he was like, yeah, he said, I'm fixing to add on my shop. He said, of course, Barry's from central Louisiana. I mean, he's about straight Cajun as it gets. Right. And he was talking. He's like, you know what? He said, my boy come in the other day. He said, I think I'm going to raise my prices. <laughs> and my boy said, you can't do that. He says, my prices. He said, ain't, ain't nobody going to give me a raise, you know? And I was like, and Barry, was, he was telling me, he's like, dude, raise them. And I, I was sitting there because at Heritage three years ago, I was set up across from him. And uh, he goes, you're too cheap. I was like, nah, I'm not. He was like, raise it. See what happens. See what happens. And I'm like, yeah. you're fixing to get me in a bind, mister. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so one guy come up. He said, what does it cost? I said, not, not 900. And he was like, will you take a check? And Barry was just <laughs> laughing at me. And I was like, well, I don't I, uh, uh, I didn't. I couldn't even answer the guy, right. you know. And then the next year, Barry's like, "Go up, go up, go up." He said, "Nobody's gonna give you a raise, you know." And so he's one of those. Like he's rooting for me, you know, and yeah. I'm rooting for him. And so it's just, it's cool. You gotta have people like that because man, he brings a little life to that little stretch of right. stretch of the round building. Cause, oh yeah. Oh my gosh, and talk more crap and stir people up. But yeah. Do you yeah. get the same spot in the round building every year? Yeah, you can. You can request um, because I like where I. We were on the inner circle, which mm-hmm. was – we got plenty of traffic. I mean, I, traffic wasn't a problem at all. Yeah. But uh, that's what I was curious about because I like where I was sitting. Mm-hmm. You know, y'all right across the way. A lot of the – I mean, a lot of guys within pretty local area were close yeah. together. You know, it was kind of neat. You didn't have to walk very far. Yeah, you can uh, you can put in to be in the in the same spot, you know, again. And, I mean, I, I always tend to go Wednesday afternoon pretty early to uh, kind of guarantee that I got yeah. my spot, Move you know. Stuff and around. Like, shoot, last year between – me and Barry and uh, shoot Jason Jones and Marion and somebody else. Uh, I bet we moved twenty tables trying to find like four good ones. You know. Oh and really? Grimsley's in there packing tables with us and Casey Cooper. I mean, it, and so, but you just you, you know you find that little community right there. Right. It also helps because then if I get up and go, I'm like Barry, you you got the table, okay? Sure. You know, and and so it's just. Again, community within community, right yep. there. So we're gonna play pack a podcast with us. Yeah, I think we're. I'm gonna scratch. We're gonna. We're gonna. We got two tables. We're gonna scratch one table, and just put the podcast up, and yeah. then sell off the other. Have one. a live. Yeah. You just go I don't know. Talk. Just something kind of neat. Yeah. There. Yeah. Why not? People watch. Yeah. That's what the biggest thing is. You got somewhere to sit. <laughs> yeah. You go. What the hell are them people doing here? <laughs> yeah. Why did he buy that? There's no way he's gonna There's use that. There's a guy, and I'm not gonna say his name because he's a nice guy, but he raises hogs down. South Abilene. That's all he's ever done for his whole life. Like that doesn't give it away who it probably is. <laughs> he come walking up. You don't know how many people raise hogs South Abilene. Yeah. There's, a, uh, there's at least one of them. You there's, know. A, there's several now. So and he's older, gentlemen. But anyways, you know. Uh, his give his address out. Yeah. yeah. It starts with a yeah. Yeah. But he uh, he come in spurs on and like what we would call little Roy spurs. You know, bought out of the feed store. Paducah up hat, which people like, what's that mean? Well, you'll cowboy it up. You know, like he'd been yeah. wearing that rascal. Ranching in it. Ranching yeah. in it. And you're going, 
the hell is he doing wearing spurs? <laughs> <laughs> you just put them on to come up here? Yeah. Well, hey, funny story. So me and, I don't know if you know Juan Gonzalez, me and him used to run around a bunch together, good friend of mine. Yes. And yeah. we uh, we went through, he was working for Sammy Cockrell there on Chicken Hill. And uh, I called him, I said, hey, it was like Thursday afternoon. I said, hey, I said, I'm headed to Abilene. I'm going to pick you up. We'll go by the go to the round building. Well, we un- I unhook from the trailer, I unsaddle, and I just jump my pickup and leave out. And I get to about, I don't know, the Pride Refinery, and I'm like, I got nothing but my boots and spurs on. And I was like, right. jack wagon. Oh, <laughs> and I pull up, and Juan, like, he unsaddles. He, and, of course, for Sammy, you didn't tell him you were, you were leaving. You just left. Because if you said you were leaving, he would give you the list to what? do before you could leave. And so I pull up, and Juan, like, he jumps in, and we're gone. And he goes, dang, I meant to grab my tennis shoes. I was like, yeah, me too. So we pull up to the rock gate, and we both just kind of sat there, and I was like, do we take them off or not? He goes, I bet they'll let us in for free if they think we've been riding horses. Sure enough, <laughs> sure enough, we, come, we bail out of that pickup, and they were like, are y'all a part of the, the ranch rodeo stuff? Yes, yes, ma'am, we are. And I'm like, we just, we just lied. But guess what? That saved us $4, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, That's, yeah. That's we a little buy us anything in yeah. here. But yeah. Cool. Yep. Yep. So that was that. I mean, you that's know. four dollars more I got to spend in that exactly. round. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I could buy a bottle of water after that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. No heritage. It's it's always fun. It's just the, it's people. the hottest and coldest place in Abilene, Texas. So Absolutely. It's thirty yeah. degrees in the morning and one hundred and seven when you walk Shoot. out that evening. Yeah, yeah. It's always a good time. So yeah. So this was y'all's first year out there, huh? Yes. Wasn't it? We got lucky. I called. Uh, I think what is his name. Uh, Bobby Joe and uh, uh, <laughs> not Benny Barney Barney yeah. Chambers. So got a hold to him and uh, said it was like it was just fe- February mm-hmm. and uh, said I know it's late. I said is there any chance you got any spots? You know I said uh, I'd like to cut a couple tables. And he said believe it or not, there's a guy who got sick. He's not gonna be able to make it. We've got some open. You know uh, you can have them if you want them. Great, I'll take them. Send you a check. And after that, I'm like. I'm never leaving. Yeah. I don't care if I even ever set <laughs> yeah. up a table. I'm paying for them every year. Yeah, just to well, keep them. I mean, honestly, it's cheaper to spend the two fifty for a table well, and have a place to sit than it yeah. is, and you get the parking passes and everything exactly. else than it is to pay to get in and all the other stuff. I'm like, at least oh, yeah. I got a place, got a place to, to sit down. Yeah. Well, I yeah. told myself, like, I got to sell just one of these things, and I'm I paid for. It. Well, and, and y'all are close enough to home. You can go home every evening. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. there was a there's a friend of Tom's. And uh, he builds, does jewelry, I guess, in silver. Uh, Jesse. Oh, Mohan, yeah. Jesse Mohan. Who, that guy. He come up to Tom and told him that he just needed to quit and do something different (laughs) almost. (laughs) This is, you're selling to the wrong people. You need to be. Oh, yeah. He he gave me the business, and that's fine. That's that's how Jesse is. I mean, he's. He'll yeah. tell you exactly what what he thinks. You need to be selling these for a thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars a pair. Okay. No, those leggings I had. Those leggings he had. He said, "I don't think they're worth five hundred. And I told him, "I don't care what you think they're worth. I'm the one who built them." <laughs> yeah. You know, but he he's found found his his lane Leech. to to fall into, yes. and man, yeah, he he's definitely hit his little sweet spot, and right, he doesn't mind just. Telling the you, deal. like no. this is what I build, and if you like it, great. Yeah. If you don't, then I don't mm-hmm. care. You know, so I think that's, I don't know. I think that's something that every maker has to come into at some point because there for the longest, my stuff reflected my dad's. It reflected this one and that one, and I think I've finally kind of become own my style. own. You know, mm-hmm. and and not that that's right or wrong, um, but 
I think there, there's coming of age type thing. When you get to that place, you're like, okay, now, now I know who I want to be, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Sure. What, uh, what, what do you think is your biggest uphill battle being a young maker starting out? Mm. You've been at it, what, two, three, four, five years? 18. So we just passed five years yeah. this, in this late summer. What, what's, what do you think has been your biggest hurdle, or what do you think will be your biggest hurdle to carry you into – or maybe maybe you're I don't know maybe you're happy where you're at or you wanting to go to the next place. Well, we slowed. Let's see, I moved back home from Canyon last October, and before then it was staying busy pretty much all year long, mm-hmm. you know, steady. And then this year I kind of took a step back from it, and you know, pretty well probably cut my order list in half. You mm-hmm. know, just didn't take the stuff. Uh, kind of got to a point where. I was getting a little bit burnt out because it was every day grinding out and doing stuff I didn't like. Just doing it for it paid decent, you yeah. know. So that's kind of where even building leggings, I built my first pair that were all god awful. I don't know how nobody wears. Everybody's first pair. Sucks. Oh, they were terrible. I mean, I think I, it took two or three pairs to finally get something where I thought this is worth somebody would use these. And that's where I kind of fell into. I like building them. Now I don't build a whole lot of them yet, but at the same time, it's. I've kind of found that where I enjoy building yeah. that stuff, and but in terms of battle, I probably getting your name out there because I see folks that have either already they're already established or are just I mean kind of it looks like overnight success to us, but I mean they just get out there they build a really neat set or whatever and yeah. they just take off, and uh, I probably struggle with that, but I don't post very often. I'm terrible with social media, so that's probably something. But hey, I got somebody for you on that deal. Can help you out. Well, Katie, you know, Katie Stewart. Why no? Talking about being overnight success, a lot of people think Luke is an overnight deal, you know. Oh, I am. Because 100%. they go, well, they go, well, his dad. <laughs> he just started two weeks ago. Well, his yeah. dad, they go, well, his dad built Spurs. That's why he's so good. Y'all know Tommy Sprayberry. That's the thing. Like, you know, he didn't go, hey, Luke, this is how you do it and yeah. all that. He just turned you loose. Throw yeah. to the wolves. Yeah, yep. he said, there's my shop. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I mean. But, no, yeah. in terms Even of battle, though, I think it's getting your name out. I mean, like you said, building the name. And I, I mean, I'm always working on that in mm-hmm. some form or fashion, but it's, uh, I don't know, it's but part of the time I'm thinking I don't want anybody else knowing what I do because sure. I don't really know you want new clients or somebody refers somebody to you and they're like, I don't know why, I know why you sent him to me, yeah. you know, yeah. he's a pain yeah. to deal with. Sure, yeah. But, what, uh, so long, like long term, and I'm, I'm just prying now, long term, what, What's your hope in the in the leather shop? What's what's y'all's hope in life? Like, what's your not your ten year plan? But like, where do you wanna where do you wanna kind of find your your lane at? Getting serious on this here. Right now, right now, right now it's a right now it's a podcast personality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right now, well, you know, uh, I always joked about it. I love for the podcast to be able to pay for itself. You know, make a little money at this. Well, but I like uh, been taking care of some cattle down there around Abilene. I like. Enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm at right now. Yeah, kind of hard years. to see. I mean, I could give you a ten year plan, but I don't think podcast listeners yeah. want to hear it. You know, oh, in ten years I'm gonna have a hundred thousand acres of pasture leased around where I live, and yeah. you ain't gonna see me no more. Yeah. That's my ten year plan. But if you do, Win if you do remember lottery. us, small people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you something that yeah. happened. Win the lottery. I guess that's my <laughs> yeah. ten year plan. But you know, well, that's like the that's like your two week plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's like I'll tomorrow. Take that tomorrow, yeah. y'all. Yeah, won't ever see me again. I don't know. Uh. I mean, I kind of like where I'm at in terms of the leather work. I mean, my shop is small. It's a 20-foot container, but it does everything. I mean, I could use a hair more bench space, but overall, I mean, it 
it served its purpose. And right. I kind of like the coziness of it. Sure. Tried the storefront thing out for a little bit and didn't like, was never there. I mean, it was busy with other things too, so yeah. it was never there. But Yeah, um, I can remember when we moved out. I was pretty much, September. I never made it up there. Oh, I was we're always gone. Maybe two or three times a month, yeah. maybe, doing office work. But It was fun. It was fun to have it in town. It was nice. Yeah. You know, if he's coming through Merkel, you know, it's a place to be, but. We live I don't know. 15 miles south. I can tell there. you a five-year plan. What do you see? We'll turn that back on you. You know, in five years, or what do you see as bad challenges coming up, or or uh, uh, things you're looking you're looking forward to, and there may be some things you gotta fall into place first. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't like timelines per se, but just because I think they can restrict you or bog you down. But like moving forward. I think one of my biggest hurdles is is finding balance. I struggle with that. Um, my my life is kind of a, a pattern of starting things and never finishing. Um, the bits and spurs and the church have been my longest running deals. And man, I like I know I'm called the pastor of the church, and I don't see that going anywhere um, unless the Lord just calls me out of it. But I, again, I just feel pretty confident that we've been called here. But then uh, flipping the script on like the bits and spurs thing, I mean. I I still find enjoyment in it, you know. I'm probably moving further away from custom stuff. Uh, still doing some, but but kind of finding my – I can build more when it's not custom, which right. is, you know, that's always good. But um, I don't know. The the shop, I think there's, there's so much potential for growth and newness and, like – things to add to it um so that that's always that's been in the front of my mind a lot lately um and again just going back to that deal of i want to try to build something that legacy yeah a a legacy of sorts and you know that was one thing that i struggled with quitting the the farming and ranching and it's like i just are the legacy of the sprayberries was to farm and ranch man that's what you do it's in your blood yeah it's hard to get out so like and I say this a lot, kind of jokingly, but, like, your job is to get your picture on the cafeteria wall for going to state because every one of us is in there, you know. And um, you're supposed to have a, ta- a house east of town because if you leave Anson going east, you're going to find a sprayberry on, like, every corner. And <laughs> BC? Yeah, like, you start here and he just keeps going, you know. And um, I was on, on the east side off of 180, you know, and um, – I felt like I was letting my family down and that, that family legacy uh, because that's, I mean, that's who my granddad was. I mean, he was a mighty man of God and um, came from the ground up, you know, and, and hustled and worked and did all the things to, to build this little empire, you know, and, and so I felt like I was turning my back on the family legacy, and that's something that the Lord kind of shifted my mind, mindset on. He was like, it's not what you do, it's like who you are, you know, and so even in the terms of building a legacy, like I want my family to always like be able to stand pretty solid on the fact that, you know, like I love the Lord and I love them, but, uh, but yeah, to build a, build something tangible to give them, you know, um, that they can do whatever they want with. I don't care if they light it on fire, but you know, if they want to sell it off and go chase their dreams, then more power to them. But I sure. think that's something, so again, going, we've touched on this, but just that idea of kind of branding myself. I'm fixing to start trying to put out more, um, I guess, content-related stuff, whether that be merch or that be social media stuff. And again, book call Katie out. Uh, Katie's, she's jumping on the bandwagon with us and helping with a bunch of this stuff. But, um, man, I don't know. 
to just, I guess, kill the lane I'm in, you know? Right. And right. Uh, I love the idea of my name going on the wall at Teskey's, but at the end of the day, like, it's funny. I've, I've thought about crossing over and having, like, a Sprayberry Bits and Spurs page and doing this, you know, keeping my Bits and Spurs and me separate, but I think something that's been cool about it is, I mean, just like today, we've talked about the Lord, we've talked about Bits and Spurs, and... Um, you know, the bigger a platform is for me on my bits and spurs, the more more of a platform I have to own by Jesus, you exactly. know. And so, right. uh, I don't really care how I get there, but it's the ultimate goal. Yeah, that's right. that's the deal. And so, the bits and spurs is just my avenue right now. So, that's it, man. Build the build the thing. Sure. So, build the dang thing. There was a sign out there east of Anson, huge. Mm-hmm. Do you have that sign? No. So that was my my granddad's brother, MT Sprayberry yeah. uh, Cattle Company, I believe is what yeah. it said. Uh, it, was, it was some awkward. Yeah. And no telling how many times. The reason it was there on the road is because, so there's a <laughs> there's a genetic curse in the Sprayberries. We suck at driving. Um, <laughs> and so his name was MT. Uh, it was MT and BC. Mm-hmm. BC was my granddad. Buford Charles and Marion Thomas. And so uh, MT... Their water meter was right there on the highway, and so he kept running over it, breaking the water meter off, and they kept having to fix it. So they just stuck him a sign in the ground right out there in the middle of the driveway, and I, then he hit it all the time. So yeah, they just it kept. Laid on the road. Oh, I mean, it it lay down. They'd have it propped up, you know. But yeah, yeah. Now that's that's MT and Dad's cousin Joey's got that now. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Buck, and, if you're from Anson, you know him as Buck. Uh, yeah. Right, <laughs> but yeah, and then uh. So right east of there on that corner is where I lived. I had a house in 20 yes, acres right there, and that was the house that my granddad actually grew up in. His dad, Boots, had built it. So, yeah, like I said, if you went east, yeah, it's if you Adelaide. went east and found went left, you'd get to my grandparents on the right was my uncle and his cousin and me, and then the left again would be dad. And so, yeah, Sprayberry Row out there. Jones County would be all right to live in if it weren't for Sprayberries and Milfongs. <laughs> That's right. Shoot. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know. It's pretty flat. <laughs> I look up, I get to Albany, and I'm like, look at all these mountains, you know? I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. there's not a wheat field for miles. I hadn't seen a cotton plant in years, and I love it. Hey, yes. That's our, that's, that's our 10-year goal is to eradicate the cotton, cotton farmer. farmer. <laughs> eradicate the cotton farmer. Yes, it is. That's going our, to grass, that's fellas. That's what our whole yeah. Yeah. is. I, I had a guy tell me one time, you know, he's like, good grass country will be better farm ground. And I'm like, good farm ground makes good grass country. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> exactly my philosophy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know why people don't understand that. Your farm ground, you know, on the real estate market isn't worth a whole heck of a lot. Somebody well, buys if it's grass. covered in grass, it sure is pretty. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's picturesque. I mean, yeah. that's worth something. Yeah. And you know what? You buy it, I'll just lease it off of you. No big there deal. There you go. There you go. Yeah. That's always the end goal is to find it and lease it and do the things. And Yeah. Got the sun glaring in on me. Yeah, that place up there at Hamlin y'all have, is that that Robertson country? Uh, The Matchett country, I believe is what they called it. So you go – uh. North out of, out of Aspermont, and then there was a giant barn out there that was you like – North of Aspermont or North of Hamlin? I mean, North of Hamlin. Okay. Yeah, North of Hamlin headed towards Aspermont. Um, <clears throat> you go out there, I guess about two miles, mile and a half, two miles. And if you look back to the east, there was a giant barn out there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Where okay. uh, Alexander was that or was? No, right before Alexander's country. It was right before okay. Alexander's country. Okay. Yeah. In fact, uh, we had all that – that country turned out cattle on all it. Um, the guy, shoot, Mr. I don't know, they call him something. That was a whole shady deal. We didn't know. The son had embezzled a bunch of money, but no. he was in jail. But, but, but 
but that wasn't the guy that owned it, but it was, but it wasn't. And the, anyways, <laughs> it was a shady thing, but we turned Cal out on it. We didn't care. Yeah. And so, yeah. Take um, money. Yeah, yeah. So we had had all that. There was that country butted up to the back corner of that, that old Alexander country okay. right there. But, yeah, yeah. And then turn there on that farm market road right before that and head west, go down there about three or four miles, back in some of that country that uh, – Billy Don Cooper had. Yes, sir. Yeah, had a bunch of country back in there, too. So, Spread out. Yeah, yeah. We were making a big circle, man. We'd Merkel? Yeah, we had some some country out there. Of course, we had all that bow stuff there at Noodle. Uh, had some more stuff on the other side of the river at Noodle. Um, Hamlin. This side of Roby. Shoot. Uh, all around looters. Had some stuff south of Abilene at the time. Yeah. Man, we had some freaking good horses and good times, though. <laughs> it was fun. Man. May not have made any money at all, no. but it was fun. I was broker at the end than I was the beginning, but, boy, I had a good time. Yeah. So, well, yeah, we had, you can't. it's kind of hard, you know, money, memories. Well, that's yeah. what I was telling the guy. I said, uh, he's talking about working for a place for 20-some-odd years. I said, well, it ain't going to be fun for 20 years. I said, it ain't going to stick around for 20 years. It's going to stop being fun. Yeah. And the second it ain't fun, I'll roll my crap up and leave. <laughs> I ain't sticking sure. around. I ain't yeah. about that. Yeah. And that's the difference if you're building something for somebody or yourself. And yeah. that's what I'm doing. You know, down there, you just their deal. <laughs> yeah. It ain't fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be miserable with my own stuff. Yeah. <laughs> at least yeah. it's mine, though. Yeah. You know, yeah. I can only be mad at me then. Exactly. So. Nobody yeah. else can in, in control of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But no, that was... Had a Ty Jones pooch out of Benjamin. Yep. He's working for us. He's driving from Benjamin to the house every day. Uh, Kai Brandon was helping us a little bit, and then he quit uh, in the spring. Went to went Brandon, and then Pooch was helping us. And then after that, Nathan Dixon was at me and Nate Dixon. I don't know if y'all know Big Nate. Yeah, mm-hmm. me and Nate made a lot of stinking miles together in that old single cab pickup. But uh, yeah, yeah, we had a blast. Lots of fun. And, uh, you know, that I helped Dad process a handful of bulls the other day, and he said, do you miss any of this? And I was like, I miss that one or two days a year where it's like 65 degrees and the sun's shining and you can hear the wheat growing and you doctor like three head, but it's just enough to get to rope something, and you're riding a good horse. And he was like, that only happens like two days. I was like, yeah, that's about all. The two right. days are about all yeah, I miss. because, but, and there's, uh, nothing, uh, there's nothing wrong with processing cattle. It's, you, I mean, you got to do it. Yeah. But it gets so damn monotonous. You go, how many more are there? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's 200 more. Just don't even count them. Just, bring, count. just yeah. bring them on. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me when the last one's there. That's yeah. the one we're looking for. Yeah, yeah. We, we'd be getting all those cattle ready to go to Colorado in the into grass. And that'd be in March, you know. And good heavens, man, it'd be freaking cold that morning. And by that afternoon, you're sweating your crack off. And yeah. it's just I, – so I got out of high school, and I know I'm bald now, but – the, the spring, or the, yeah, that winter and spring I got out of high school, I had hair, like, down past my shoulder, and I wore purple sunglasses, uh, had, and, and I was doing cool a lot breeze. of, a lot of extracurricular activities that are questionable on their legality, um, but yeah, I fit the bill, I wore a camouflage flap-eared cap, <laughs> and I kept, the, had the, the front bill turned up and kept a pack of smoke stuffed in the front, you know, <laughs> I was about as cool as age, y'all, and yeah, I remember we were cutting bulls, and I, I kept smell. I had my felt hat on for a couple of days, and I was like, what is that smell? And I couldn't figure out what it was. And 
I'm cutting bulls, and I've got ball fat and manure all over me, and I'd, I'd reach back, and I'd scratch my head or something, and we go in at lunch, and I'm like, what is that smell? And I take my hat off. Well, my hat had soured, number one, just from the sweat and everything yeah. else. And I was like, that's what it is. And my mother was like, hey, that ain't, that's not just your hat. That's your hair. That's and I, you. I grabbed a handful of it and was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> and that was the that was the end of my hair days, and that was yeah. I was like, okay, it's it's time to grow up a little bit. That's, I don't think I've seen Luke with hair. You know, I, was I, was a I kid. can remember. Yeah, I was a kid. Yeah, that's been yeah. a minute. Hmm. I'll never forget. We pulled up when Sellers was open. We pulled up, and Dad was like, "Hey, I'm gonna run in and talk to Billy Don right quick." I said, "I'll go with you." He goes, "Please don't." <laughs> I was like, "Golly!" He said, "Leave you leave your hat and your purple sunglasses if you do." It's <laughs> like, that's. They were big old, I mean, massive, like, 70s glasses. Circles. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had some little gold around ones, too. He was yeah. like, you cool breeze. There's something yeah. about that, you know. Look at that cool Pokemon uh, dude. Jones County, the original. He wears goofy crap like that, too. Yeah. You know, he'd wear them old sun, bottle you know, caps. Bottle caps sunglasses. and stuff. Which yep. Tommy still does, wears bottle caps. He's got, he? Yeah, so he's got, he special orders his frames from somewhere up north. Because you can't, you, they're not normally, they, they're antique frames. And oh, like okay. he solders them back together at his <laughs> shop. And this is how tight he is. He soldered uh, a, a handle back on a measuring cup, a tin measuring cup for my mother the other day to save her having to buy some $3 new ones Got at the dollar store. Save money when you can't. So he spent $12 on solder. Solder, exactly. I'm like, well. did you use high heater? I use the good stuff. I'm like, that's five bucks worth of solder. Silver right solder. Yeah. Only the best around I here. Was hitting, I, I can't remember what I was. I don't know what we were doing. My senior dad, and uh, he's got his water cooler on. So I was picking oh, up. Yeah. You know, he's always got to have water. He's got a damn. It almost has a a ladle. A ladle. So he dip it out. <laughs> yeah. And then for a spit cup, he takes. He's got a corn can. Yep. yep. Takes a wrapper off of it. Gets in the pickup with us. I'm like. <laughs> He's quit the corn cans because they don't fit in the cup holders anymore, but the oh. Rotel cans do. Oh, okay. So, you know, we're, yeah. we've moved up. Moving I'm up in the world. You know, Tommy, if you need something to drink, we'll stop at the awesome chair. Yeah. Yeah. It's nope. okay with me. Yeah, pack that water jug. And that, like, you get tetanus drinking out of that cup. Yeah. You know, there's more rust in it than anything. But, yeah. Yeah, I opened the lid of it one day, and I was like, I'm not drinking out of that no. anymore. Yeah. Have you uh, cinnamon color to it. Yeah. Like on a lonesome dove when everybody, you know, is dry and they're trying to get up for that water. Everybody's got that water can looking at it, passes on the next yeah. guy. <laughs> no lippy, just drinks just it. That's Tommy. Yep, yep. No cares. No cares. Yep. He's a creature of habit for sure. If I see him, I'm going to kick his ass too. Every day at church, every oh. Sunday at church. Uh, anytime we'd see him. Anytime oh, we'd yeah. see him, he would meet us in the, you know, the aisle. You ready to fight, Tommy? Whenever you feel frosty. Yeah. <laughs> well, we seen him at uh, I saw him at Stanford this year. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he said he wouldn't fight. He, he's not gonna fight one of us. He's gonna fight all three at one time. Yeah. yeah. That, that's so, always uh, been the deal. He, I told yeah. him. I said they're just right over there. If you want to follow me, we'll yeah. go ahead and do that. Yeah. We'll just <laughs> fix this up. I was about fourteen, and you know that's the phase where everybody walks around flicking somebody in the nuts and yeah. pinching their nipples and. You know, you know twenty seven. You still, still don't do that. Still do that. <laughs> I walked up to him and I I acted like I was going to. He said, "Try it again." I said, "I can whip you." He goes, "Okay." Boy, I got the news. He had me bedded down on the ground. <laughs> After that, and later in life, even then, I'd swell up. He said, "Come on, come yeah. on." I'm like, I, you know, I'm not saying I could or I couldn't. I'm just saying I think I'm I'm wise enough yeah. now to not try. So, right. are you gonna start scrappy old fart? Are you gonna start growing out the? 
Brayberry mustache. Heck no. So I had me a stash a couple years ago. And I, I was remember like, Yeah. Like, I got to quit it. I got to quit it. There's That's boy. something like his. That is. Yeah. Yeah. Cloth. Perfect. He, he's he's growing it. In. Y'all don't need to say all this. Don't let him hear this to get his big head. <laughs> well, he's gonna be on the podcast yeah, at some point. He's yeah. got it growing out into his cheeks now, and I'm like, I got the old Kleberg going on. <laughs> kills me, man. Kills me. There's a boy here in, in town, Adam Hill, and uh, he's got yeah. Adam's a stud, man. Super cool kid, and I mean, just loves the Lord. Cool guy. And anyways, he's he's always working on his stash, and his mother's like. Please tell him to shave that. So I instead, oh. I've just started calling him the stash. I like, did see a picture yeah. of him. Like he's going to sign with Tech. Uh, yeah. He's got and like a hammer on his back. He's got a little seven yeah. hairs. <laughs> he, he's like, hey, what do you think? What do you yeah. think? I'm like, dude, get it, man. Get it. Yeah. She's like, when football's over, you will shave that thing off. He's like, I'm like, come on, Kim, don't make it. Work keep three years. Yeah. Golly, you win two state titles, bro. Do what you when want you, to. When you get offensive MVP and get, you know, get signed to go to Tech, I believe I'd let him keep the stats. We went. Yeah. We didn't go this year to state games, which, I mean, wish we would have. But uh, we watched the six man games. One of them was good. The other one was like watching paint dry. Well, we stuck around there and gonna watch that Albany game. Them boys right there play yeah. some football. That was the most fun yeah. 11-man oh, game I'd yeah. seen. Yeah. Them kids from March, man, they didn't what know what to do. Yeah. white boys. They could dang yeah. sure yeah. play that ball. Yeah, it's, and they, last year and this year, man, just a good group of kids. And Well, yeah. what about next season? Yeah, honestly, I mean, we've got a bunch of young kids, and I, I really think, like, I don't know what the potential is there, but, I mean – it's a solid like, foundation yeah, program like, to build that's on. That's you went in two of them. Your Brands, people are yeah. They've always been a kind of a powerhouse sure, yeah. program. Sure. But, yeah, like Branson Bill, man, that kid, he's like four and a half feet tall, lives off bread, but he's just <laughs> a freaking athlete, man. And I, Chip, uh, trying to think, I guess Chip is a junior, our quarterback. I, anyways, yeah, there's there's some potential there. Good. So, yeah, and I'm no football connoisseur. Shoot, I didn't even play. I chose to – Go work and hang out in the stands. I had a lot more fun doing that, anyways. But oh, yeah, yeah, most yeah. definitely. I, it is cool to watch these kids succeed. You know, so I keep calling them kids, young men. Right, they're all bigger than me. So they're yeah. big old, they're big old <laughs> kids. Yeah, they're yeah. Big old Albany. Their water yeah. must be pretty good. Yeah. yeah, feeding them a little different. Well, yeah. anything else to cap off with? Dude, I probably killed too much time. Nah. We're on your we're on your schedule. Shoot. Yeah, no, I've enjoyed it. It's been fun. You bet. I don't. Yeah. Kind of cool just to stretch my mind a little bit and yeah, kind of get to ask some questions, you know, just to see what's next. Right. So I think that's my deal. Is I'm even excited for y'all. This is a cool thing. I'm excited to see what right what happens next and you know the opportunities that open up for y'all. We won't so, forget about you when we hit it. Big yeah, time when y'all when yeah. y'all are yeah, when, when y'all are Rogan status. Yeah, remember, we go from, remember the little man. We'll go from ten. To about 20 listeners. We won't forget. About don't for, don't would, forget. For yeah. the folks that are list, actually the seven listeners, we have about 400 downloads. Come on. And, uh, you know, if Mr. Sprayberry gets in the ball and shares us out, we might get to, you know, 420, 425. Yeah, I'll, share, I'll share the heck out of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping. All you know, 15 people that I got will yeah. jump in. We got like uh, seven listeners from uh, Australia. So, you know, we're getting out there. We're international. The pond. Yeah. yeah. We're international. International. Now it's through Damon. Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, some brag. family would come to Harry's there from Australia and they buy a hat from him every year. Yeah. So that's how we got film. You know, whatever. You know, whatever it takes. No matter how. Yep. That's right. Well, Luke, no. sign us off with, uh, you know, where you can find the shop, you know, phone yeah, number, uh, all that good stuff. 
Shop is 525 North Main, Albany, Texas. Um, you can look us up on Facebook at The Shop in Albany. You can find us on Instagram at The Shop in Albany. Um, we're in the process of constructing a website right now, so be looking for that that launch pretty soon. Um, as far as that goes, that's The Shop. You can find me at Luke Sprayberry on Facebook, Instagram. Um, yeah, church-wise, Bethel Assembly, Albany. We're out on the east side of town of Albany off of 180, so... Service starts at 10.30 on Sunday. There it's all go. good, man. Better yeah. be square. <laughs> there you go.